Hello, everyone, and welcome to Weekly Manga Recap. I'm Nick with Chris, and it is July the 28th of 2021. And there was like one chapter of the series that we usually cover on this show this week. So, uh, how dare you? There is a chapter of Eden Zero, and Rebecca hit a card in her breasts. Two chapters <laughs> of manga that we usually cover this week. So instead of just having the world's shortest episode uh, since 2011 of uh, Weekly Manga Recap, <laughs> we are just uh, we're going to do something that we typically do on off weeks, which is uh, we're going to take some uh, some questions and we're going to uh, use them to generate discussion. It's our Q&A episode. Yeah. Uh, you guys ask the Q's. We provide the A's. And somewhere in the middle, an ampersand is thrown in and it makes a little bit of magic. Yeah, that's 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 the dance that we weave is the is uh yes. Yeah, it's our sultry femme fatale dance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta go in that exact pattern when you're dancing around and uh you just you just kinda start very slightly to the side of where you began after you go in two loops around each other. It's very unimpressive dance because it's just over and like, you know, then 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 yeah and then boom you're dead and here's some questions and answers that's what happens in every ampersand that's why people don't use them to often anymore is because people die every time you use them i also was never taught how to write one so i don't like i know what it is when i look at it but i i can't recreate it at all i think that when yeah i don't think i actually because, you know, when you're really young, obviously, people have the like, OK, this is how you draw this letter, essentially. Yeah. And then you just kind of memorize it and it becomes your handwriting. I don't think an ampersand was ever really a part of that. It no, was just there like was a sh- something I had to copy from like seeing it <laughs> later, you know, I had a shorthand like they taught us a shorthand for writing the word and. And mm-hmm. I just remember it being like a like a squiggle circle, basically not an ampersand at all. It's a lot smaller than that. But it yeah. was always used to get across and. Yeah, it was like a lined down and then it curls up and then swooshes off to the side. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the exact same one. I guess it might also be an ampersand, but. A little baby like, ampersand. Yeah, lowercase ampersand. Maybe. Bampersand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We have questions here, uh, which were submitted to us using the Google Doc, which is maintained by Ninja X3i. If uh, you would like to ask us a question, feel free to go ahead and go on there and and uh, add on to it. Yeah. Uh, hell, maybe you'll get it put in before we are even done getting through the questions we have for this episode. Yeah, there's but, a there's a very real chance that we might get through a lot of these today. So you never know. We'll see. Unless you're listening to this after the fact, then there's no chance. Unless you have a time machine. And if you do, there's Ooh. so many more important things you could be doing with that time machine. Yeah. I go, can't think of any right now. Go um, save Dr. King. And then come back and submit your questions about say. <laughs> which character's fingers probably smell the weirdest or whatever crazy shit you got for us. Just do some uh, good first. All right. But to start things off, we will take this question from uh, Gilly Elfson, uh, which is, well, the first one is, how often do you reread a series? 
Well, you're in the middle of a reread of yourself right now. You've been rereading uh, actually a lot of different <clears throat> things uh, lately. Yeah, so I, I quote unquote finished a reread of One Piece uh, starting from the time skip and then continuing onwards. And I got into the Wano arc and I, I just physically had to stop because One Piece is so unrelentlessly daunting to read that mm-hmm. even in giant chunks, it started to uh, take away my enjoyment for reading manga casually. <laughs> I was like, I have yeah. to stop. I, I love this series, but it's so fucking goddamn long. Uh, so it's actually pretty rare, though, that I'll reread a series uh, up until recently where I've started to make it more of a thing. Uh, I have been catching up on series I missed, uh, but I specifically just started a Nisekoi reread uh, hmm. because I remember nothing about that series. I, yeah, I know I it was I a. Yeah. I know it was part of the recap, but I physically cannot recall anything beyond broad generalizations about the series. It's like, well, there's Chitagoy, and she was like very soon there, and there was Onodera, and she was kind of there, and I think Marika was like the rich girl who the one dude was really interested in. So he sent like a billion letters, and then at the end of the manga, he got to marry her. Essentially, yes. Yeah. Uh, and then there was like a teacher who showed up at the very end and she sucked. She's the worst part of the hair. Yeah, no one likes her. Bad. Yeah. And that's the fact, that, the fact that that character is like the fourth girl. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> but I legitimately like beyond that, I cannot remember anything about that series. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to reread it. Especially since I made that grand boast at the time. Of like, we never learned is better than Nisekoi. I was like, let's see. If it really is. And uh, I bet like 30 chapters in. Not going to lie. Feeling pretty confident in my being correct in that statement. Understandable. I think that. Um, yeah. I mean. I, we did only cover. Uh, uh, Nisekoi for. God. Like less than half of its run. I think. It wasn't a terribly long series. And it was pretty early on. At Weekly Monk mm-hmm. Recap. I feel like that we talked about it. Well, and it came. It started up in like 2012, I think. So it wouldn't have been available week to week at the very beginning of yeah. uh, the sh- of the Shonen Jump Alpha service. I don't think. But, we, didn't, uh, we, we didn't even get Shonen Jump Alpha until like 2014. I want to say exactly. So, so I don't, and I don't think we were covering it uh, before that. So yeah, uh, it, um, we we would have only been doing it for probably around a year i think i do remember like we did cover some of the really emotional stuff that happened towards the end but uh yeah yeah i, I it's just one of those here so I, I to answer the question i don't reread a lot but i am trying to reread things however our time on this earth is limited and in many ways i'm trying to expand some of the stuff i read as opposed to reading something i've already read before so I don't make it my biggest priority to reread series uh, unless I'm like, you know what? I haven't reread something in a while. Let me do that. I, I, I There's too many stuff I'd want to catch up on, like Assassination Classroom, Dragon Ball, you know, stuff like that that I can read that I'll make an effort to catch before. I'm like, let me reread Bleach again. I wonder if it's still yeah. awful. Uh Usually there is like something that happens that makes me want to reread something as opposed to, oh, I should reread that. I Show 21 is like the one exception for me. It's just like every few years I'll just be like, "Eh, I should go and reread I Show 21. Um, (laughs) 
but uh like i reread the uh final arc of bleach when we were uh having our discussion about uh its conclusion um probably gonna reread it again but anyway um i re i reread a good chunk of nagatoro when the anime came out i reread um astro lost in space when the anime came out uh you know a lot of times like if, if it's a series that like i was heavily invested in the manga and the anime comes out i'll be like oh, i'm gonna reread the manga yeah uh, that's a pretty good philosophy um but a lot of ongoing things that last a while it it, it gets increasingly daunting to co- go for the with the prospect of rereading it because as you indicated, that is time reading that manga that I could be reading other manga that is actually new to me. And uh, when a series gets to be, you know, hundreds of chapters long, it better be damn good for me to, yeah. <laughs> to read it more than once. And uh, yeah, there are series that are just that good that I will go- happily go back and reread. But like there's a reason you beat me in the one in the uh, name that character competition is because <laughs> there's too much one piece for me to ever want to read pretty much any of it more than once. Yeah. So. I will say part of the reason I also have intended to reread a lot of series is because we do a lot of, uh, tier li- or not tier list, uh, top tens for our bonus pods. And I've been trying to like expand the series that I have knowledge of essentially to kind of, diversify some of those lists as well so that's like an intentional part of going through a lot of these series we are a manga podcast so having some expertise in the manga that we talk about it'd probably be a good idea i Uh, just forget so much if it's not something i talk about regularly so that's the biggest challenge you know uh there are i'm sure that there are many different like plot beats and characters that if we didn't make fun of them on this show then they would just go in one ear and out the other but Yeah. yeah And we'll get to some of those jokes as people ask us more questions. So uh, <laughs> a second question from Gelly Elfson uh, says, uh, I've seen a few people on YouTube be sponsored by Boksu, a subscription service that delivers Japanese snacks to you once a month. If you were offered a sponsorship, would you take it? So the short answer is yes. Asterisk. Uh-huh. Uh Generally speaking, yeah, it'd be great if we could get a sponsorship that would help us to, you know, be a little bit more financially secure, also help us get our name out there maybe a little bit more. Uh, That said, there are certain things that we would not want to sponsor us, that we would not want to advertise in the show. I'm not going to name any specific examples, but uh, we care enough about... um, like if a company has done something that we disagree with in some form or another uh, strongly, then we're not going to advertise it and we would not take a sponsorship from them. Uh, but, you know, I think that if you've been listening to the podcast and you've listened to us uh, talk about, uh, you know, general things enough, then you know the kind of thing that we're talking about. Uh, and I'm not going to get into it any more specifics than that. Yes, let's do sponsorships that are noble. Uh, so Someone's got to let me get my mail out, so that's where Stamps.com comes. I'm just going to go through a bunch of random old-school podcast things. LegalZoom, guys, for all your legal needs. Yeah, dogkicking.com. All right. Oh, that's not a normal one. <laughs> it's not? I don't remember Mark Marin ever promoting that one. <laughs> 
Where did where this huge subscription I paid for come from? <laughs> I got BarkBox through a subscription once. <laughs> All right. Next question. All right. Question here from Squirrel Dude says, hey, no nickname of time and Chris Rawlow effort T. Aw. There's been a lot of series. I, maybe, maybe it's the low effort they put into the names. Maybe that's Ah, it. okay. Gotcha. Uh, there have been a lot of series with disappointing final arcs these past 10 years of the recap. What is one series that you wish you could have been the editor of to try to make better? Uh, so this is, uh, this is a little tricky, especially because of the second part of this question, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the disappointing stuff that we've been through, uh, in recent years has been, of course, uh, Bleach, uh, Naruto, uh, Toriko, which I think that we generally tend to forget about because the last chapter is so much more memorable than the actual final <laughs> arc. Yeah. Um, there's definitely the big three in terms of uh, disappointing conclusions. But uh, uh, I think Food Wars for a lot of people crawls into that. Yeah. And I think there's this very special place in, in the finale hell to the Promised Neverland as well. Oh, yeah, but... Uh, I I personally, out of the five that we mentioned, I think that I would actually probably most want to take over uh, Food Wars because I have very specific personal problems with a lot of the developments and lack of developments of certain mm -hmm. aspects of it. But, you know, it, you know, when you, you are a fan of something and you're just like, why didn't this ever happen? That is very much how I feel about late food wars uh you know because like naruto and bleach we kind of just tended to have fun with them being bad the promised neverland i think was just a complete and utter garbage fire for a lot of it and toriko i think is the mildest case of you know bad uh final arcs out of all of those because i don't really remember very much of what happened no. <laughs> that's arc. another series i'm considering rereading at some point because i'm just like what the fuck happened to toriko after like chapter 80 i can't remember anything beyond the first arc I remember Midora had a big thing about his about his uh, his menu, which was how much he loved his mom figure. Yeah, um, and there was a the... dude with a penis name. Chin Chin Chin. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he was in the series for much more than the final arc. But okay, <laughs> I just I'm just trying to remember details about the series. Yeah. <laughs> there was a thing where there was like a an old man that had like a chicken or something like that that you hated the chapter so much you know that oh. sounds like it and i just can't remember it, it really... <laughs> um but uh so yeah in terms of a series that i want to fix food wars because i would go over and be like okay these character relationships didn't play out the way that they should have this villain was awful let's change him uh give megami like an actual yes. like closure to her character fucks fuck it if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be mad with power i might as well be mad with power ibusaki you kept on fucking indicating that he was gonna do something important and he never did <laughs> <laughs> i i think uh food wars i think is the right answer not because necessarily it's the one that needs the best like ending uh but i feel like it's the series that had the most easily fixable ending like all the characters you really gave a shit were there just do it right like basically like I, I like i can't fix naruto because that's like a fucking four and a half year conclusion basically like that final arc like that's yeah, too that's, much to uh, like repair. Un unravel unravel this knot that has been tied around itself 60 times kind of uh situations 
Whereas yeah. Food Wars is, well, uh, the, the the little kid um, didn't tie his uh, didn't tie his shoes right. Can you fix this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Here exactly. we go. <laughs> so if it, 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 Food Wars, I think, would be the right answer, at least for me. Like it, it feels like you could have ended that series, maybe not on a note that would make it the most fondly remembered series ever, because I don't think the rest of the series stands to that quality per se. But I do feel like it is a series that very easily could have been shifted to be like, all right, that was pretty solid, as opposed to like, I don't, why is fucking Asahi already defeated? <laughs> why, like, what is, <laughs> why was this character around? <laughs> why is he now a fucking, uh, what is it? Uh, Nagiri? Was yeah, that the family name? Our, yeah. Well, because he was always her half brother. Yeah, and, but then, right. yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, second. There is a sec- second question, though. Yes. yes. What is one series you wish you could have been the editor of to try to make it worse? This is an interesting question. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story of a series called Mission Yozakura Family. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to do much. I just have to make a couple characters uglier and it loses the like five fans it still has. And boom, it's out. <laughs> I fix so many problems for myself. This is an interesting question because it's so contrary to like how I feel about certain things. Like people, people need to understand. Like as much as I enjoy shitting on certain series, I don't usually want anything to be worse than it actually is. That said, one series I wish I could be the editor of to try and make it worse would require me to make it go on longer, which would be Samurai Eight. <laughs> You want to get it around a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Give me more to talk about every week. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I do wish that series continued just on the level of of such absurdity. I suppose we still kind of get it in Boruto since a lot of that energy is just kind of transferred over. But Boruto is also like 100 fucking chapters and I say ultra-sufification for half of it. So, you know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. If it if it weren't for Samurai, I would have probably said Bleach for kind of the same reasons because there was some really insane stuff happening in that last arc of Bleach. But it's not quite at the level of this is beyond redemption where I would want to go. Uh, no, let's just go all out and make this worse. And Samurai Eight was definitely at that level. So yeah. Okay, our next uh, our next question comes from Manji Knights, aka Kirby Mon. Potentially a silly scenario, but I thought it would be fun. You are now responsible for choosing which jump protagonists from the current lineup get to be Digi-Destined. Who are you giving each of the eight crests to, and why? Uh, Shonen jump protagonists. Uh, So we got uh, Deku, Andy, uh, Luffy... I'm trying. I'm trying to like go. Th- I'm, I'm looking up the crests first and yeah. reminding okay. myself of them. I've- so there are the eight original crests. Because I guess if it's eight crests, then we're not going to do destiny, which was the ninth one. Uh, but they were courage, friendship, mm-hmm. love, knowledge, sincerity, reliability, hope, yep. and light. Which is bullshit. I know. I know some of it's just like the way it translates. Like, I know that's a big thing with sincerity is it's not how we traditionally kind of associate sincerity over here. But I, I do always wonder what the fuck light's supposed to meant beyond just a, an otherworldly kind of light, basically. 
in my mind. So yeah, all of those are like human virtues, but light is just light. <laughs> yeah. Can we replace that with the crest of kindness, which was like an actual cool crest? Right. That was actually that was that was it. Not destiny. Kindness. You're correct. Yes. Uh, all right. So I'm going to work through a couple of them real quick. Uh, Senku is knowledge. That feels like Absolutely. the easiest one. That one's like cut, cut and dry. Um, I feel like by the definition I've heard of sincerity, that almost feels a bit like Ruru from Magu-chan. Yeah. Uh, to okay, a certain we'll, we'll extent. Put it, we'll put a pin in that. We'll put, we'll a, put, a, put a pin in that one. Also, is Ruru the protagonist of Magu-chan, or is Magu the protagonist of Magu-chan? <laughs> His... get him? Yeah. <laughs> it might I mean... be sincerity, too. <laughs> He's like, I'm real sincere about blowing the fuck out of your planet. <laughs> um, I feel like... Hmm, who would be... I'm trying to think of someone for M.A.S.H., and I'm like, what... Does mash either in body or need to? And I guess reliability, because he always shows up to kick somebody in the face. But he's also afraid of everything he's doing. He only does it because he needs to to survive. So I don't know. Uh, okay. Well, this actually, kinda... courage. He could be courage. He, he, he everything he's doing, he's basically doing just because he wants to survive in this world and and not let his uh his dad get hurt. It is a bit tricky because uh. Being that uh, they're all shonen jump protagonists, a lot of them embody, you know, yeah. the kind of the same virtues. Uh, so kind of cutting between them is a little bit tricky in some cases because you could very easily be like, look, you know, look at Luffy, look at Deku uh, and just be like, oh, yeah, courage, friendship. Yeah. <laughs> but for all of them kind of thing. Um, oh, Asta's hope. That's the easy one, right? He always shows up and fucking saves the day. Like, that's always yeah. the attitude. I feel like that that one flows in pretty easily. Plus, Asta's so much cooler than TK, you know? So you get a slight upgrade <laughs> in terms okay. of how much you like the holder of the, the crest of Hope, Nick. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Yeah, I would. Yes. I mean, you also have all the, mo- have, uh, the most bullshit powers, too. So, <laughs> yeah, sure. He just beats everyone. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Also, he has devil powers instead of angel powers. So there you go. Yeah. It's a weird, weird reflection of that. Um, if we're going purely for if we are specifically saying we're going to do kindness instead of light, then I think that that would actually be Ruru because she's just okay. really nice to everyone. Um, OK, I can see it. Love. Love could be Andy, right? I think that he would have to be because he is the only one that is like dri- driven primarily by a very traditional romantic kind of love. Yeah. I mean, even uh, though that's not specifically, I think, what the crest of love is, I think no. it's also a good contrast to a character who's so eternally lonely because all he does is out survive everyone he ever knows. So it would be fitting. Mm-hmm. Also, he has, he has a little bit of an angsty side to him and Sora kind of had that angsty side to her. So Yeah. Because we've got Senku uh, for knowledge, Andy for love. Uh, we need someone with friendship. That could just be Luffy, right? You know, the fucking true treasures the, are the yeah. Nakamo we made along the way. 
Uh, yeah, I think that, you know, when you look at the way that the straw hats are defined, yes. I mean, you could, I was going to say, oh, yeah, you could put a bunch of different Shonen Jump protagonists in there for, for courage and friendship and stuff. But uh, given that where My Hero Academia currently is, where Deku is being like, <laughs> no, leave me alone! <laughs> not fit for friendship right now. <laughs> oh, that's it. Deku's uh, reliability. Fucking I am here and all that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And or I guess he could also uh, be Hope, but yeah. And then I guess we would put down Mash for Courage. Yeah, yeah, it all made sense. Here I, we go. I think, that, I think that that works out pretty well, so. Good question. All right. Uh, next, we have a question here from Ninja X3i. What a weirdo. I wonder what that name's all about. Uh, what do you believe are the best and worst possible outcomes for Moscow's button being pushed? This is, um... This is a very good question because this yeah. is something that keeps me up at night sometimes. <laughs> I think that the best possible outcome, which is never going to happen, is that uh, when Moscow's button is pushed, he gets like a complete personality overhaul oh. and he becomes like actual character. Um, but like the button pushing thing is actually like it turns out to be like some sort of a curse. So he only unlocks his like true personality for long stretches of time or something like that. And so you have this joke character actually turn into like this kind of tragic figure whose, you know, real personality is dumbed down and put through this really stupid joke character filter all the time. Uh, but it, and it can only come out in great emergency situations when the button is pushed. But that never happens. So. Yes. Uh, my worst case scenario is you press the button and it opens up a wormhole, and the stupid perfume guy and the cat who looked like the perfume guy from Fairy Tale show up, and then they beat the big, like, important boss everyone's trying to fight. Because it would just be a dumb thing that Hero would do. That sounds much more realistic than my <laughs> option. So, I honestly could see the first part of yours coming true, where the button turns him into, like, a hot dude. Uh, just because it's just also a joke or something. Yeah, like he, he unchanges and then he's a big idiot again or something like that. And everyone's like, why shouldn't we hit the button? And he's just like, because I got fucking don't push tattooed onto my belly for some reason. There's some <laughs> stupid shit like that. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Zed. Hello, Rolo T and Y Ruler of Time. Went for unaltered nicknames that, since at this point using them straight up is more unique than any wacky name I can come up with. I mean, you altered mine anyway, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so, a doozy of a question, they promise. One day, Eichiro Oda and Taishi Tsutsui fuse together, and suddenly the, the cast of We Never Learn replace the male members of the Straw Hats, specifically the male members. Yuiga is obviously Luffy, but who do each of Yuiga's female friends replace on the Straw Hats? Each of the girls has their abilities and modified backstories so that they match the Straw Hat they're replacing while keeping some elements uh, of their own backstories. So, for example, whichever girl replaces Chopper would have had a pre-existing uh, friendship with uh, a doctor who would be replaced by an appropriate mentor figure from their own backstory. Okay. Which girl do you assign for, to replace each Straw Hat? Uh... We have, so... I'm sorry, I read ahead to some of the girls who were yeah. being listed. <laughs> so, there, there, uh, an issue came up with this, with the construction of this question, I believe. So, the, those being replaced are Zoro, Usopp, Sanji, Chopper, Frankie, Broken, Jimbe. Now, that number in total is seven characters, and they're being replaced by the main cast of We Never Learn, besides Yuiga. 
So I'm going through my head. I'm thinking, well, how the hell are you going to come to seven? And their answer was Fumino, Rizu, Uruka, Mif- Mafuyu, uh, Kirisu, uh, Asumi, Seikijo, fair enough, and Misao, the ghost girl from the haunted apartment. Okay. Uh, let's, all right. Sure. Ghost girl. Let's get, let's get the easy ones out of the way. Ghost girl is going to be Brooke. Let's just, yes. that's the easy one. And then I think Asumi being chopper only makes sense just because of the doctor aspect that personality wise, they're pretty opposite ends Asumi's, of the spectrum, but Asumi's doctor. Yes. Yeah. Um, I forgot. Uh, I guess Sekijo is Frankie cause yes, she's a I scientist and also a pervert. <laughs> Yes, I, I'm going to agree with that. I actually went through this kind of mentally beforehand, and I thought I uh, for uh, Aruka to be Zoro because I can see her, you know, juggling three swords around and yeah. doing all these ridiculous physical things, and then be like, "What? Why can't you guys do that?" Um, Usopp, uh, I had as Fumino because I, ha- I think they have you know similar kind of personalities at times. Uh, uh, Ogata would be Sanji because she can do ramen for everyone. Yeah, she's a cook. Yeah, that makes sense. And that leaves uh, uh, uh as Jimbei, <laughs> which <laughs> you know, it's ironic. That's the one that fits the least because there's one thing Jimbei needs to do as the helmsman, and that is sail the ship. And there's one thing that Kirisu was really bad at, and that's driving a car. Well, I thought that she's really good at it. It's just that she terrifies everyone when she does it. <laughs> I guess that's true. I guess she hasn't been into accidents. She just drives as unsafely as possible. So I guess it works out. So there we go. All right. Uh... <laughs> it's a, I love the I love the Misao <laughs> as, the, as the eighth most important character in all of We Never Learn. I'm glad it's not the sister because I would have really had to struggle to think of something for the sister to do. Yeah, true. Uh, all right. Next question here. This is from Lazarus. It says, "Dear Rye Ruler of Time Magazine and Rollo Stone T." I get it. What are some of your favorite duos in One Piece? Examples being Nami and Usopp or Buggy and Mister Three. If these duos were a wrestling team, what would their name and signature move be? <sighs> I'm not really heavily attached to any particular like duo in one piece. I do like it whenever, you know, Zoro and Us and not Zoro and Us, Zoro and Sanji are like forced yeah. to work together. Um, but uh eh. I mean Nami and Usup have a good like uh, dynamic between them in terms of how they let their personalities bounce off of each other. But I mean, I think that the one of the great things about One Piece is just that characters aren't usually attached to each other so they're constantly like going around and interacting with very different people all the time and getting separated from each other and forming different combinations so yeah there are definitely some duos that exist uh i think sanji zoro is is probably one of the bigger ones uh just because they have like a very established rapport with one another um i'm trying to think who else i mean i do enjoy usopp and and chopper quite a lot as like these cowardly guys who Mm -hmm. (laughs) have like a big brother little brother relationship um i know there's more though i'm forgetting and like the first thing that's kind of sad to me is like i started thinking i was like yeah just start thinking about classic duos in one piece and i thought about smoker and tashigi and i was like 
Man, that is that's a rough tag team. It's really yeah. top heavy. You never want to tag out because Tashiki's just gonna lose immediately. Yep. Um, if we were to do a tag team combo move uh, with Sanji and Zoro, uh, I could see. I'm not sure. It, do you remember when Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre teamed up? No, but I believe it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, so, I can imagine them as two guys stuck in the mid card. And what WWE always does at that point is just throw those two characters in to be a random tag team for a bit. So I don't know if they ever did this, but I think that they might have. So Drew does that thing where he does the inverted Alabama slam and uh, Dolph has a super kick. I could totally see uh, those uh, being combined together in the most. Why are you be taking this move? Uh, <laughs> double team ever. Um and I could see because, you know, when Zoro is fighting barehanded, he does just kind of like pick up heavy things and throw them. Uh-huh. Um, or he do- he uses psychic energy so that he has a zero sword style, which I've never really understood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that that does make sense. God, I'm really I feel like I'm a, a big idiot right now because I know there I know there's an actual combo of characters that i actually really do like seeing together in one piece and i'm completely blanking on who the two of them are at the moment oh it's killing me is it like some straw hats or i feel like it's someone kind of straw hat adjacent and for some reason it's just Hmm. not coming to me all right yeah i don't know anyways um no robin and frankie don't hang out together enough and Kobe and Halepo are cool, but not enough for that. Anyways, uh, I'll just say uh, Chopper and Usopp. Mm-hmm. And their tag team will be called Pointy Deedly Bops. Because they both have one has <laughs> horns and one has like a pointy like staff thing. And Deedly Bops because it just sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs> they would like to be fun. And... Uh, then their finishing move is Chopper uh, holds them, gets to do like a big strong point, just holds them, and then uh, Usopp just uh, unfurls a bag full of explosives into the person's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> you said a Mortal Kombat fatality, right? That's what the question was. <laughs> All right, we've got a couple more questions from Lazarus to get to. So. Uh, question from best to worst, rank the Siscons of Shonen Jump and the recap. So that's Lance from Mashal, Yuri from Spy Family, Gauss from Black Cobra, and Kyotro from my, uh, Mission Yozakura family. And for some gender diversity, let's throw in the Brocon little sister from We Never Learn it as well. When you say it like that, there are quite a lot of those characters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, I think that we can agree that Lance is probably the best. Uh, so far. Uh, yeah, he he has less frequently actually embodied that. Yeah, if we're talking about specifically that aspect of the character, it's a little bit difficult to rank the others. Um, Gauche as an overall character, however, I'm pretty sure is probably the second best. Um, so I I have been following Mission Yozakura family, and I will say. Kyochiro has not I think I can recall maybe one chapter in the past like 30 where that's actually been a character gimmick of him so I think oh, okay. he actually has gotten better enough that he would be higher however I will say that 
as much as I dislike Yuri, he actually has like a reason for it in that he was essentially raised by his sister. And there's kind of an actual emotional reason for why he's so attached to her in the same way all these other characters are just dudes who have a little sister they're way too fond of for some fucking reason. Right, so right. I, I think Yoichiro's got six other siblings that he doesn't feel the same way for. He's got so. the, yeah. I mean, he does actually like all of his siblings, uh, but it's it's specifically Mutsumi who he's really crazy for. And that's mm-hmm. weird. So I, I, w- I would rank it like this. I, I do agree. I think Lance is top. Then I would say Yuri, then Kyocho, and I think Gaush and Black Clover is probably the worst. If only because when Gaush, Gaush has so little of a character outside of that, like they kind of made him a little bit important when he had like a mirror eye and he was part of the elves and shit like that. But a lot of his character does just boil down to that little sister. And then the little sister from We Never Learn is the worst. Oh, yeah. She's the worst, yeah. She's... <laughs> she's just, the entire, whenever she shows up, that is the joke with her. Yeah, so. So she, she's the worst. Uh, and then finally, fuck, Mary, kill, Ada, Code, and Damon. Keep in mind that this may be the only time you could say killing the child is the best option. <laughs> so I, I enjoy this question, but it's not difficult to answer. <laughs> no, all. it's really not. I would kill Damon in a heartbeat. Immediately. It's not even a question. He's gone. <laughs> uh, fuck Ada. And then, look, Mary Code. I mean, do, can you imagine the content I would get out of that? <laughs> I just get to come on this show every week and say, you guys will never believe the stupid, uncool thing my husband did to this week. <laughs> And, uh, you know, also the whole stuff with Ada's backstory. You never know if you would actually, you know, love her or not. But with code, you would ha- it would have to be genuine it's, love. It's true love. <laughs> How can you not love a guy <laughs> like that? Yeah, uh, I think you nailed that one. Right down the middle. All right, perfect. Next up comes from Lokuas. Dear Chris, I believe the Taiyo Mutsumi romance is one of the greatest romances of our lifetime. Larios. I don't remember when you said that, Chris. I don't remember that either. I'm glad I didn't have to say it out loud just then, like you're going to have to. And Nick asked to using anti-magic to make any conflict meaningless is the best. Freeman. Now, Nick, oh, you said it. I sar- guess I did just say Yeah, that. I was going to say, you said it almost sarcastically, but you, I, I think you actually meant that, right? I don't know. It's really hard to tell with me sometimes. <laughs> All series in the recap are suddenly retooled into sports series. Obviously, they attempt to cash in on Nine Dragons Ball Parade's insane popularity. Now, I, I think a big issue with this question immediately is they got the name correct. It should be Nine Parade Dragon Balls or something along those lines. I want the title to I get... I almost tripped over it because I'm so used to your pronunciation. Nine Balls Dragon Parade! Uh, so... Which is an objectively cooler title. Nine dragons is nothing. A parade of dragons could be like hundreds of dragons. <laughs> it's just that nine balls are hosting it. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so which sport would each series cover? Don't name One Piece. We all know Luffy would be a boxer, okay. which is kind of funny because of a thing that gets asked later on. In, in um, which sports would each series become? I feel like... Uh, Magu-chan would become a ping-pong manga because mm. it's such an innocent series. I feel like that's like the level of intensity it'll get into. Yeah. 
Uh, we did have that one ping pong chapter when they uh, were at the hot springs. Yeah. Uh, the other option, I think, is I think that it would be the it would be one of the few that you could have be um, a gaming series, uh, given the uh, ridiculous not Smash Brothers chapter that was demonstrated. I feel like that would be a pretty natural fit for it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Black Clover becomes a tennis manga where Asta just like uh, copies himself and they just both run around knocking giant balls of magic at each other over and over. And Asta okay. is the only true rival that could challenge himself, so that's why he has to clone himself. Just gives himself different facial hair and something like that, so they act like different rivals. Right. It's a little bit a little bit angry. Um My Hero Academia would be a Yu-Gi-Oh! series because <laughs> I mean, where else are you going to have a school where people are going to learn something? True. Um Oh gosh. Mashal already has Quidditch, or I forget what they call it in universe, but there is actually a sports manga buried within Mash that we're never gonna get back to. Right, because of the one team captain guy that occasionally shows up. Um I feel like Undead and Luck would have to be something like absurdly dangerous, like uh skydiving tennis or something like that. <laughs> like Kendo, but with real swords always. Yeah. Um Oh, you know, Sidnaru, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um uh what else is in there? Eden Zero. What's like the perverted sport? I guess sumo. They all wear thongs and try to throw each other. Oh yeah, I was gonna say is like that's not perverted. Well, it it would be if Hero wrote it. You're right. Yeah, I was gonna say you don't like change any of the character designs. It's just a bunch of wedgies and fucking thongs, and that just feels like it's right up Hero's alley. Uh, what about Doctor Stone? Um, what's a what's like a cerebral kind of sport? I guess or invented. I mean, kind you of could you could say like chess or something like that, although. I mean, I guess, do you consider Go a sport? Because in that case, I feel like that would be it. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. You know, board game, or maybe just like a general kind of board game kind of uh, Oh, that'd series. be so sweet. Yeah. All right, I think that covers it. So. Uh, do we have to do a loose Samurai? Oh, tag, boom, done. All right. Oh, uh, yeah, good job. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, question here from GStala89. Hi, Weekly Manga Recapper 1 and Weekly Manga Recapper 2. Hello, generic audience member 1. A few quick questions. One, do you have a favorite power battle or power system from a battle series? Uh, and if you could choose one from that system to give to your co-host, what would it be and why? This is an interesting one because it's usually what power would you want yes. as opposed to so. Now, my favorite power system in a series is, is World Trigger, if only because it's, it's very in like detail oriented and like specific and follows rules that I really like. Um, but I feel like we've done different ways of turning people into that. So I'm going to say in that case, negators from undead unlock, because I think that's really fun. I'm going to come up with a fun negator ability for Nick. Okay. Uh, you, you go ahead. I'm going to come. Up with All right. Um, honestly, I've always really liked the way that Zanpak, were supposed to work in bleach like there were it got into as time went by 
um, you know, exceptions being made that and oh, it wasn't the real Bankai kind of thing. But I did appreciate it. I was like, okay, it's a sword. The sword gets a little bit weirder. Then the sword gets really, 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 really weird and huge and crazy powerful. Um, so I, I actually will say that uh, the uh, way that uh, Soul Reaper powers work in Bleach. Uh, the trouble here is that uh, um, Zanpakuto can essentially do anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to cope with something there. Which one do I give to Chris? You know, I would I would just give you Sinbon Zakura because I feel like Aww. if there's someone that I could trust with that, with handling that kind of ridiculousness, it would be you. And uh, yeah, so. All right. Uh, I've been trying. So I came up with one originally and I was like, no, that doesn't work because the whole gimmick of everything is it needs to be based on it needs to be a pun off your name. So I was trying to think, how can I turn, like, unnickable isn't a thing. So I decided to go with unsteal, because you can nick something and steal it. Oh, wow. And you could just take whatever you want from people, because you just take it from them. You're unsteal. All right. I would would do stuff with that, yes. Yeah. I won't say what, though, because... Well, you don't want to give away your secrets now. You got and you. also, uh, I don't want to say that I would steal something on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the police are going after. Hypothetical yeah. confessions to fantasy you could steal anything. What would it be? So, oh, I, I don't know. Like uh, something from the Louvre. Wee, wee, wee. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next questions come to us from Ota. Dear Nris and Kik. I'm going to guess that these will be read eight years after I ask. Ha! It's only, only been like, months. yeah. Uh, so I will try to keep them timeless. Uh, question number one: What is a fan-made spiritual successor or heavily inspired thing that you find much better than the thing that inspired it? I'm having a lot of fun right now uh, with Temtem, which is basically a Pokemon ripoff. So something that uh, was clearly very, very heavily inspired by something that you prefer to the thing that actually. Uh, was the progenitor of it is that the one that's like pokemon but you're an abusive capitalist i don't know i want to look it up real quick it doesn't look like it this looks like a regular innocent pokemon game i just know there was like a pokemon style game where you captured monster and then like put them to work in sweatshops building guns for you or some shit like that uh I'm not sure if this is, a, is actually a correct, a good answer for this uh, question, uh, because, uh, but I, I tend to prefer uh, Yu-Gi-Oh to Magic the Gathering, which is like very, I mean, Yugi, the Yu-Gi-Oh card game was only supposed to show up in like one chapter in the original manga, and it was almost a straight Magic the Gathering ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um which is not surprising given that, you know, it came out just a couple of years after the magic card game came out. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that whole thing has led to a lot of stuff that has been heavy, very heavily influenced, influential on me. Whereas I don't have nearly as great an attachment to magic, the gathering. So, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like a clear example of this. 
and I am blanking. A rip-off that, that I like more. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I... I mean, like, like, the, the first thing that's coming to mind, it's not a rip-off, but... I always I I like Foo Fighters a lot more than Nirvana. Like that's a similar kind of vein of like someone who went off and did a sound similar to that but very different, I guess. Um fan-made spiritual successor. I don't know. I've heard people say and people in the chat are saying Stardew Valley. So I can't understand although I never played Stardew Valley, so I really can't say if that actually is like Harvest Moon adjacent or anything like that. Um actually, you know what? Uh, there's a game called Into the Breach that feels pretty reminiscent of, like, uh, Advance Wars and things like that, and I, I've enjoyed that quite a lot. Oh, yeah, someone brought up MASH. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess MASH all makes a lot of sense. I do enjoy that a lot more than Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I actually got a list of, yeah, there's a whole bunch of things that uh, were, uh, people say are, like, better than the thing it was ripping off. Um. So let's see. I guess there's like, you know, a lot of fighting games that were all kind of like, you know, knockoffs of like when po fighting games were popular in the 90s. Yeah. So if you've got a franchise that's like not Street Fighter, essentially. Um, so. I, I was going to say any like Mortal Kombat is my favorite fighting game. And I guess there's some degree of which Mortal Kombat's derivative of like Street Fighter. But I, don't know, I always feel like that's that's one of those ones where it's like if I squint, I can kind of see it, but it goes off in such a different direction. I don't know if I necessarily would call it a ripoff per se. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a little bit difficult to draw that line in some cases, but yeah. yeah. Uh, where was I? Uh, question two: uh, What is your favorite series that did a genre shift the best? So. For example, a comedy becoming a shonen battle series. Hmm. What one's the best? I definitely enjoy the part where um, Samurai 8 went from being a regular series to being a complete clusterfuck and then ended. Um mm. But that's not really in the spirit of the question. It's well something I'm saying to fill time as I try to think of a real answer. What's that one series that um was it Oh gosh. It was the was it Hitman Reborn? One? Yes, got to cue Hitman Reborn. Yeah. I suppose that's technically I did somewhat enjoy parts of Hitman Reborn where it became a battle manga, but I don't know if i enjoy it enough that i could really recommend it here if that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah it's it's hard for me to actually like answer this because <sighs> god if you like if you actually gave me some more exam some actual examples of series where this kind of thing happens then i'll be able to answer it but in general i don't really like when series do that uh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like there's a couple but like a lot of the time when they make that transition, it's kind of like too late to matter or something like that. Uh, it's just one of those things of like there's series two that makes shifts, but like the shifts aren't clearly distinct enough. Like Reborn's one of those ones that's straight up like it was a comedy series and then it had to become a hardcore action battle series like a year in or whatever. Um, and I know there's what, what the fuck's that other one that was um, Madoka Box. 
is another one of those Midoka ones. Box, yeah. yeah, which which went from being like a, a silly slice of life series into being like a hardcore battle manga one. So maybe that one would. But again, I don't know if I liked what it became enough to say that it's my clean answer to this. Uh, Dragon Ball shifted from being much more comedic to being, you know, action adventure and, of course, martial arts and shooting key kind of stuff. Um, uh, what was it? Fuck. I would say Yu-Gi-Oh does not count. Um, it obviously uh. shifts to focus more on the game, but it's still, you know, very much it, it sticks to what its themes are about uh, all the way through. And there's, of course, all the mysticism throughout it. Also, the start of Yu-Gi-Oh is fucking incredible. It is the oh, best yeah. thing. So, you know, just uh, I'll just cut off your hand and you know, good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, OK, question three. What's your favorite media that is the hardest to recommend? For example, something like Onani Master Kurosawa. Yes, that is a difficult series to recommend to people. <laughs> uh, so I have three answers for this right off the top of my head. One is Undead Unlock. That's like the natural hmm. one right now where it's like, it, it's really good. You're, it's going to be super uncomfortable with the first like, the, you know, like eight chapters. I'm sorry. It just is. You know, it's, it's just how it is. Uh, Two is is One Piece, where I'm like, you, you should definitely check out One Piece. Now, it has been running for 25 years, so you got yeah. a little bit to catch up on. Like, it, it's so hard to do it. Uh, and then World Trigger, because I don't know mm -hmm. of a way to describe World Trigger to people that isn't me describing the parts to it that are the least. It's like, every time I try to sell yeah. people on World Trigger, I'm always like, it's so awesome. It's a battle manga. It's not a battle manga. There's a whole chapter where they just write essays and then compare answers. And like, <laughs> I, I, I say it always thinking everyone else is me who are going to be like, that sounds awesome. And most people are like, what the hell is this? So, so boring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was talking, I was talking with, uh, with people the other day uh, about uh, WWE's NXT UK promotion and how they and they were talking about, I was like, yeah, so they do this thing where they do a British round system. And I'm like, what's that? It's like, well, it's, they, they, it's separated into rounds and they take breaks. And I said, that, is, that sounds awful. That sounds like the most boring shit. It's like, no, no, it's really good. It's like, yeah, but it, you saying that doesn't make me want to. <laughs> like, that happens, you know? Yeah. From, uh, from just personal experience of having talked about this with people who were not into it for an hour, uh, Nagataro. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really really like that series uh since we covered it a couple years ago for the for the recap but I, I i would never try and and convince someone like oh no it gets it, it'll get good like it's it's it starts off on a really harsh note and then you have to also keep in mind that even after it gets beyond that point it is still very much just a wish fulfillment series where you know this crazy girl comes into a guy's life and is hot around him and makes his life more interesting, more exciting. It's, you know, it's, a genre that has its problems, even without all the other issues. It's so. truly astonishing that you you said uh, it's a series where a girl gets around a guy and she's hot just around him. And I was like, no, that is. Yeah, that is like an entire genre. <laughs> I, can, yeah. I can think of a couple examples of that immediate like i just watched stranger than fiction and that's also a series that's also a movie that has a woman who shows up around the lead character and is just kind of hot around him 
And that movie's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the, sometimes it works, but that's definitely something where you're just like, yeah, it really is just the whole fucking genre, isn't it? Uh, so yeah, it's uh, yeah that that is my my current answer. Uh, I'm sure that there are plenty more from the various things that we've read that are very very kind of niche interests, though. Yeah. All right. Uh, question here from Bass Forever. Uh, Luffy, Asta, Code, Deku, Senku, Mash, Fuko, Homura, Magu, and Tokiyuki are playing the game of Among Us together. Who are the imposters? Who are the innocent crew who gets voted out? Who is the crew that gets marinated and defends the imposter? Who would be the worst imposter duo? And who would be the best? I feel like whatever team that Tokiyuki is on will win. Uh, either because he can never be killed or because no one will ever catch him as the imposter. I think, yeah, he's, he's part of the best team. I don't know who would necessarily be the best with him. Um, I feel like Fuko could play that kind of game really well. Okay. Uh, she's got, you know, a bit of, she's got a crafty edge to her. Senku would be a good, would be a good commodity in either team that he's on because he's got, you know, a very analytical mind unfortunately you the, i feel like uh if a competent killer is among the imposters then they're going to win every round because there's so many stupid people yeah. well i was gonna say i think my, my feeling is the worst two combo is magu and mash because i feel like neither of them know how to play the game like magu is just taunting everybody about the fact that he is the imposter and he gets to kill everybody <laughs> And Mash just doesn't know how to play the game, so he just keeps getting caught. Like, he vents in front of half the room full of people, and he's like, it says I can click on it. I feel like Magu gets gets voted out first every single game. Because yeah. <laughs> he's like, I shall lord over all of you. I am the lord of this crew. They throw him out. <laughs> uh I love some of the choices for some of these casts, like because it's not just the protagonists of all the series. Instead of instead of so instead of Shiki, you've got Humura who can't keep a secret because she'll just. Oh my god! I I was legitimate. I was like, who the fuck is Humura? I was trying to think what series she was in. I was like, that's not the girl from Doctor Stone, is it? The Poison Girl or whatever. I was trying to remember. I was I, I had difficulty thinking about it too, but I was eventually like, oh right. <laughs> But then instead of Boruto, it's Code. <laughs> Code is great. He's a classic character. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves talking about him. <laughs> He's going to be doing great in that game. So uh, Magu is definitely, every time that he is among the crew, he gets voted out anyway. Uh, someone who gets marinated and ends up defending the imposter. Uh, I could very much see luffy doing that because like if he's just around anyone and they don't kill him he'll just be like we well, now we're best buddies and then they'll, they'll just like be attached at the hip wherever they go and of course you just won't see when they kill people um and i could also see deku being being fooled too uh yeah but uh and kind of talking himself into it so but uh yeah i it's a very <laughs> I love some of the weird little additions of chaos into this idea. This is, this is great. Um, all right. Move on to another set of questions from Ninja X3i. Dear Chris, 
The first six chapters of this series are the darkest thing I've read since Agony in Pink, Arios, and <sighs> Nick. Spider-Man had a fucking shiv in this series. A sh fucking shiv. He was going to stab a woman to death. And then he didn't. And then that makes him a hero too. Or it doesn't. Ah! You fucking ruined my hero. Freeman. I have a few questions for you. Number one. <sighs> You're right, buddy. <laughs> How did I do this? Like I, I don't know. I yelled so much more. I was you. Uh, question number one how would you rank the Straw Hats backstories against each other also do the same for the Seven Deadly Sins okay let's start with the Straw Hats uh, alright I'm actually trying to like pull everyone in uh, so I don't I guess technically we have gotten um, Jimbei's backstory right, in, Fish, in Fisher Tyrant uh, the yeah. Fisher Pirates so like Zoro's in a tier all by himself. He's the last. Right. He's the bottom. Uh, and then she fell down some stairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then it's like the mediocre ones, which is like, I think Jimbei's going to be in there. I think Usopp and Luffy probably. Mm -hmm. um, then there's like the middle tier ones. I think for me, I, I I like Sanji and that might just be Sanji. Actually, I think the other five uh, five are actually like really good. Yeah, Robin's thing where, you know, she thinks that everyone who ever gets close to her is going to die. Uh, Frankie's thing where he tries to stop the going Tom because, uh, you know, Tom's just great. Uh, Brooks, like, I mean, Brooks backstory is like the best thing about his entire character at this point. Yeah. Uh, Choppers, of course, is incredibly amazing and tragic. And then Nami's is a uh, pretty big kick in the teeth, too. So, yeah. Uh, all right. I actually, I, I, I ranked them. Actually, I, I opened up a tier list maker so I could rank them. Oh, that's what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. And this, this is how I'm ranking it. Uh, from worst to best, we'll go with, uh, mm -hmm. Zoro's the worst. Then it's Luffy. Then Jimbei, Usopp, Sanji. Then I have Frankie, Nami, Robin, uh, Brooke, and then Chopper as the best. I'm not sure if that's exactly how I do it, but that sounds roughly right to me. Okay. So. Uh, for the Seven Deadly Sins. Okay. I don't remember their backstories enough, unfortunately. I don't remember them. So Meliodas has this whole thing where, of course, Elizabeth dies. And and so he just has to live with her not remembering him every time that they meet again. Uh, Diane's and King's are kind of attached to each other of, you know, not belonging and stuff. Bond's got the thing about the fountain of youth immortality thing. Uh, uh, God, I don't remember Escanor's backstory at all. Merlin is attached to Arthur and hmm. I feel like, oh God, what is his name? I forget his name. The uh, living doll guy. Oh, Gouther. Gouther. I feel like I would just say that his is the best because it like single handedly changed how we felt about him as a character. Yeah. So. And um, I think I guess I would go with Bon after that uh, because I think that, you know, it was just and actually like, OK, I get why, you know, you are so committed to this girl kind of thing. And then uh, the others just kind of like are 
not all that uh, interchangeable are just mostly just interchangeable to me until we get down to like Merlin and Escanor. It's like we don't really know much about them. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get it, though. Um, hmm. All right. Yeah. Sorry. What's the next part? Oh, second question from Ninja is, as the curator of the Google Doc, I am curious, since 2016, you've intentionally left off certain series from your best recommendations of those years, either due to having pre-existing positive feelings towards said series or having recompartmentalized series that you added to the recap afterwards. For those years, how would your chosen best recommendations have changed, if at all, if you actually considered those series? Uh, So here's a secret. Uh, I kind of make up the rules for what series I'm choosing as my best every single year we do it. So no one know. can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> it was how I felt uh, around that time. And that's basically just it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel the same way. Uh, and question three, uh, as you may know, the Google doc has an extra section of year end awards for the audience called the supplementary awards. And among those categories are for five different kinds of moments in manga, the coolest, the cutest or most heartwarming, the funniest, the saddest or most emotional and the scariest or most intense. Uh, what moments in manga, it doesn't have to even be from, from stuff in the recap would most significantly apply to those categories, as in what stands out as a funny moment that you've read in manga, for example? Uh, I, I'm going to go off recent memory when it comes to funny, but the just the scene, I guess it was, no, it was this year, I think, uh, where Kid, Law, and Luffy all have the fireballs coming oh, towards yeah. them. And they I don't know why, but it's fucking so, it makes me laugh even just thinking about it. It's such a oh, funny scene. It's such a perfectly executed thing. Like the setup where, where Luffy's just like, well, I guess that you guys are going to lose then. And then they, it doesn't matter how different their personalities are. Otherwise, they're still such children. And then the way that their faces scrunch in <laughs> as they're trying not to flinch first, it's so, it's so good. Um, I don't know about like a uh, scary or most intense kind of stuff because manga doesn't tend to affect me in that way of like, oh, it's it's I was so scared by it. It, it doesn't affect me as much as like anything where I can just like put the book down. It's not as scary to me, mm-hmm. I guess, as if it's like on a TV in front of me uh, and I'm like being I, I have less control over the way that it progresses and stuff. I feel like a lot of scariness has to do with having no control over the way something is paced. Um, cutest or most heartwarming. I, I look, there's, there's a, a there's... couple that I like that, that gets a nice happy moment. Then I gush over it. Okay. That's <laughs> the, 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 no particular one stands out. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of them. Uh, like any, I think anytime two characters like get together or something like that, it's always you know, usually a very cute moment. Usually, it depends. I'm actually just looking through what the audience kind of recommended like last year mm-hmm. for some of these, and there definitely are some like very cool, cool moments. I I don't know if I could say one like immediately that comes to mind. There's so many like moments mm-hmm. where characters look cool. I guess maybe one of those moments that epitomizes that there's uh, Zoro taking all of Luffy's damage in Thriller Bark, uh, but mm-hmm. also just in the groggy ring fight where 
Zoro and Sanji are like, all right, fuck it. For like one minute, we're going to work together. And that's all they need to just whoop the living shit out of three really strong opponents. You're like, oh, when these two are on the same page, they're crazy strong. Uh, okay. Coolest moment. Uh, first time Senna used the devil back ghost. Most heartwarming. Uh, that time that Mamori bandaged up Hiruma's uh, yeah. leg and he he just, just he was playing with her and he like moved his leg back and forth so she couldn't bandage it up. Uh, funniest. Uh, I don't know. One time that Monta acted like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saddest or most emotional when they thought that they were going to not go uh, out of the third. Oh, no, it's Kid getting his arm broken. Uh, scariest, most intense when the chapter goes ends on the total blank page after it looks like Hiruma has been injured by Gao and he's not going to be able to play anymore. Because when I was getting caught up on the series, that was the last chapter that was available. <laughs> and I was like, where's the rest? <laughs> So there we go. There you go. All the way down. Nailed it. All right. Question from Lucas or Loquess. I don't actually know how it's pronounced. I'm a dumb person. I'm very sorry. (laughs) We all know that uh, about series that have had twists around the end that kind of ruined the series for you. A great example being the Sharingan somehow making the Uchiha (laughs) incapable of accepting loss. But can you think of any examples of a series that you were meh or actively disliked that had a twist that changed your opinion for the better? I don't know about specifically towards the end, um, but uh, we've covered a few on this show where uh, I maybe it didn't fix everything magically, but that did definitely make me go, OK, that's 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 better than it was up to this point. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm trying to think of anything that would immediately be like, oh, this one twist changed the way I, I viewed this series entirely. And I don't know if that's necessarily the case. There are stuff that I'm like, this is a small improvement. It's weird because this is a bad scene, but it did make me care about Nanao more in Bleach when they revealed mm-hmm. her whole thing. I was like, this is slightly more interesting than her just being the bookworm secretary for Shunsui, right. essentially. Who can't, who can't do anything. Right. Yeah. Now it's weird because he's kind of been hitting on her subtly throughout the series. And but it turns out he's a father figure. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you're like, that part's bad and uncomfortable. And I want to acknowledge and express that quite clearly. But uh, like in a small way, that is a twist that made that character more interesting in the grand scheme of things. Mm. She was able to contribute more because of that twist. Yes. Yeah. There's a ton of characters in that series. Who you're just like, yeah, whatever. Like fucking Eba could have used a couple like <laughs> tragic backstory fucking things clicks to his character. And someone would have given a shit about him for it. Uh, don't worry, Captain Komamura. We're go. I'm going to carry you, and we're going to go and make a difference. And we never saw them again. Uh, twists, twists. I'm not sure how I. You know what? I think that I've forgotten how I actually feel about the Zetsu has been serving Kaguya the entire time. Who's Kaguya, you ask? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how I feel about this. Um, Although, that being said, Toby being Obito was actually a, 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 a... A more interesting... It did improve that stretch of Naruto when it was honestly very bad because of Sasuke and stuff. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. Next, uh, from Squirrel Dude, a simple question. What's your least favorite trope or cliche in shonen manga? 
one of the very biggest ones for me is uh, we're going to tease this romance and tease this romance and tease this romance. Okay, final chapter. Sure, they got together. I think that that is bullshit. And I think that if you have a long running series where that's just like a side feature of like, oh, is this character and this character ever going to get together? Then uh, you uh, owe it to your audience to show at least some of them like getting together as a couple, even if it's so much as they went on one date and it didn't work out. Give some actual like don't just like, oh, and now there's closure. Just actually show how the relationship is, because that is also something that appeals to people, particularly the people who care about whether or not two characters are going to end up in a relationship. Now, if your series is literally entirely based on is this romantic couple going to get together, there can be exceptions to that because that's kind of the point of the entire story is the sense of tension of will they or won't they end up together. I still think that you should have (laughs) a case of that, but I'm just less stringent on it. But particularly in Shonen Manga, that's a big problem because it's just like eh, side feature and then you just never follow through on it. Yeah, Uh, I think we've also mentioned one on the podcast before. Neither of us are a fan of when characters have to talk in vague terms because there's a mystery to upkeep. So they're like, I will have to speak to that person and we will begin that process soon. So it's like no one, no one talks like this. Not even the biggest weebs and nerds in existence talk like that in actuality to their friends. Like, it's just not how humans talk. It's always annoying when they do it. I uh, remember that at a certain time when I was getting into anime and manga, I just kind of like assumed like, oh, maybe it just seems more natural in Japanese. And now that I know a little bit more about Japanese, I'm like, no, no, that's <laughs> 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 not how people talk. <laughs> All right. A questionnaire from Molderman. Hey, Chris. Hey, Molderman. You've been kidnapped by Jigsaw. Oh, no. <laughs> you wake up and your legs chained to the wall. On your left is a rusty dull soul, uh, saw. On your right is Tayo from Mission to Isakura Family. Jigsaw will let you go if you manage to hold an actual conversation with Tayo for at least one hour. My question is, how many seconds do you last before you desperately start sawing off your own leg? Uh, like <laughs> It's not going to be seconds. So I'm going to tell you how this is going to go. I'm going to try to 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 shoot the breeze with this guy. And eventually I'm just going to, I'm going to be like, so, like, you're married, right? Like, how's that relationship? He's like, oh, it's great. And I'm going to be like, so what What do you like about your wife? Because, you know, you got married when you're, like, fucking 15 or 16. Like, that's got to be crazy. And he's going to be like, oh, I like, she's just so beautiful and sweet. And I'm like, well, that's not really, that's not, that's those, like, physical traits that you like. You like that she's very beautiful and elegant. Like, you know, what's something you actually like about her? He's like, oh, well, she's, she's so nice and she's so considerate. And I'm going to be like, yeah, but that's like a given. Like you shouldn't be with a person if they're not nice and considerate. Any like rational partner you have should be able to be considered nice and considerate at some point. So like what do you what do you like about this girl? And he's gonna go on, he's gonna be like, Oh, well, we're both a little bit socially awkward. And I'm like, again, that's not really like what do you like about like a like a trait about her character that you like? She has to have a trait that you like about, and eventually it just goes on for like forty minutes, and I'm just like, fuck it, I gotta make this quick and just start sawing. Like it's, there's gonna be an effort put in, but I, you're I'm not even remember. like going for your leg; you're going for your own neck. <laughs> yeah, I'm just. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I, see, I was going to speak up in your defense and be like, oh, you guys, I think that you guys have uh, kind of blown up how much Chris dislikes this. Is like, oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and that was a question that only you got to yeah, answer. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> Next up is from Mindella or Mindella. I guess Mindella. Uh, since Studio Mappa has made a blood pact with an eldritch god to be able to make 50 high-quality popular anime every year, uh, I've got news for you. It's a lot more simple than that. Uh, sadly, what manga series would you choose for them to adapt if it could be anything that has been published in a manga, no matter how incomplete or obscure? Uh, and bonus, since it will be an extremely po- an explosively popular anime, because Studio Map is making it, presumably, uh, and there will inevitably be themed cafe pop-ups selling art of the characters in cafe uniforms, and a menu of questionable themed treats that no one would want if it wasn't a theme cafe, i.e. Attack on Titan's rations meal, what are some things you'd like to see at the cafe? Uh, I don't really have an answer to this second part of the question, but I will say again, uh, Tepu is an incredibly great series that uh, due to various different reasons has not gotten the mainstream attention that it deserves for the quality of series that it is. And I feel like, you know, given that it is an action series, the Mappa could probably do a good job with it. Uh, so, yeah, if I can just say it's like, yeah, high quality anime made adaptation of that, gonna go for that. Uh, I will say... Maguchan got a destruction because okay. it becomes insanely stupidly popular, right? Which everybody likes, and it makes an easy transition to a restaurant where Naputaku cooks yeah. you all of your favorite meals, including his famous fried chicken, which he and had a couple it, chapters talking about learning. And because it's such an explosively popular series, it's actually the real Naputaku. Yes, <laughs> we created him. Like all elder gods, they're created by our dreams. And because all of us have believed in Naputaku so much, he's actually uh, come to our reality. Now, this does to, spell the end time to, because the other elder gods are coming with him. But right, right. I mean, uh, also there would be difficulties for us if that happened because we would definitely have to get passports so we could move to be to, to Japan to be close to our son. Mm-hmm. So uh, we yeah. had to protect him. He yeah. needs he needs all the support he can get. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Uh, second question from Mandela, then too. Yes. Uh, hello, roller coaster T, and that Nick Elodian theme. Elodian theme park inside the Mall of America. Universal Studios Japan has contacted you to design the next big Animaga attraction in their Cool Japan series. Past attractions have included the Sailor Moon 4D roller coaster, Loop on the Third Car Chase, Detective Conan Escape Room, and the Godzilla vs. Evangelion show. What properties would you pick, and what would the ride and special $40 souvenir popcorn bucket tie-ins be? (laughs) Uh, So I have an answer for this one. Uh, the ride is called Escape from Gracefield, and it is a Promised Neverland, uh, ride where at the start, it's like a, a Halloween haunted house where you're mm-hmm. on tracks and you're trying to avoid everything. And then the uh, guns and then the halfway out. through, guns pop out on your car <laughs> and you just shoot your way through everything. And then at the end, you're given what's called, quote unquote, a bucket of Connie. And they never tell you if it's what that meat's made out of. So is this meat or is that? It's Connie. It's Connie. Eat it. 
So it's like you start off in like the ET ride, but then you go through like the Buzz Lightyear ride in Magic Kingdom. Also, right before you, like the the doors will open at the end because you have to get off because your cart falls straight off a cliff into a fire at the end to fully encapsulate the full Promise Neverland experience. And uh, the very last thing you see is that it points your cart towards a wall that says COVID-19 on it. Yeah, <laughs> a wall that says COVID-19 and racism on it. And you have to, you stare at, the, the cart stops and makes you stare at the wall for a couple minutes because it's so goddamn poignant. <laughs> All right, good answer. I can't, I can't top that. I can't top it. So. Uh, question here from Supernova RX. Hello, Nick Yeisman of Manga and Rolo Torpedo. Uh, I don't know if those are Yu-Gi-Oh cards or not, or maybe they're a reference to something else. They uh, Supernova says, hopefully you're doing well. I believe I am. How about you, Nick? I'm doing pretty well right now, yes. There you go. For my first question, since the newest common Rider known as Revice has a demon partner, I want to know what you think of the gimmick of having a demon or spirit partner, and what are your favorite examples? Um... It's it's a classic at this point, but I actually really like the way that uh, Yami and Yugi interact. Mm. Uh, I think that that generally counts. Um, I don't know about a demon partner specifically, though. Uh, an example for that escapes me for one that I really like. Uh, shows with demon companions. <laughs> Uh, I said companions, so I'm not going to get what I was looking for. Oh, and I clicked the wrong thing. Oh, God. Uh, oh, things are going bad. Things are, things are getting real bad, Nick. Uh, no, those are just shows that have demons. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like a demon companion. Oh, I guess in a way, Demon Slayer has a demon companion. Yeah, Nezuko. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I generally am okay with it. I mean... It's a gimmick that's a little bit tired, I guess, but every series has to have some variation of it. Uh, so, you know. Um, Ryuk from Death Note. Um, yeah, I guess he's an asshole. I don't, I don't want fucking Ryuk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess technically the QB. Ooh. Kurama from Naruto. I have a great answer for this. Uh, Ice Shield 21, which has a devil bat mascot, which flies around. That is true. So, and once again, every answer is Ice Shield. <laughs> yep. Yeah, there we go. It's the best answer for basically everything. Second, with the new Digimon trading card game out, if you could play the game, what kind of deck would you make and what color would be your favorite? I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I don't know how it works. I, I have no clue. Uh, colors. I, I, I have heard of them. I don't know specifically what they do. Okay, so it's 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 reds like aggro. Blue is kind of control a little bit. Yellow is white for magic. It looks like recovery and healing. Green is yeah. This this looks like it's almost exactly magic. Green is big fatties. Yeah. Black is uh, the Great Wall. Oh, very defensive. And then purple is basically black from magic, essentially, where it's like a lot of killing monsters and reviving them for the dead and whatnot. Um, in that regard, I would say black is the color I most play in magic. So probably that. Although I'll end up playing anything 
for the most part. Um, I don't know if I'll ever play the Digimon card game, if only because I've kind of turned myself off of physical card games like there's no tomorrow. Um, but. And yes, I did say big fatties. That's that's what you call giant fat creatures in Magic the Gathering. When you drop Colossal Dreadmaw, this fat, thick, 6-6 six, six, trample for six. That's Hold what you on. call it. Hold on. Where, where are we going with this? <laughs> About to get real sexual now because I love Tramp- Colossal Dreadmaw. <laughs> trample me, daddy. Yeah, trample me, dad maw. God. I had that in the back pocket because I've said it before. Destroy my penis. It can't be regenerated. (laughs) Oh, God. I tap all my cum. I'm spit. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get mana burned by this. (laughs) Oh, we're such very dumb people. Uh, Uh, I would probably play red, I guess. Um, that's just like a, a kind of gut reaction. Um, I feel like every game plays differently, and so I do tend to be gra- I do tend to gravitate towards like a couple of different mechanics in certain games. But sometimes, like the balance of them and the way that they feel, just feels very different. Uh, so I can't say that with any form of confidence. Uh, third, with the introduction of Vegeta's new form in Dragon Ball Super, what do you think is the stupidest transformation a hero and jump has had? Uh, the form in question i don't know if it has an official name yet but essentially vegeta has unlocked his god of destruction form um which just looks like vegeta with like the forehead and eyebrows of super saiyan 3 where that is to say an elongated forehead and no eyebrows uh and then like some black swirls around him yeah i I, i've seen it it uh, seems kind of underwhelming but a lot of people have been very, very, very harsh on it, uh, which I don't know. I mean, I don't know how it actually came across in the manga proper. So it's fine. I didn't mind it. Like, I'm, I'm okay. glad I actually like the moment in it because this is the one time Vegeta's like, oh, this is like a situation where the world isn't at stake. I could just fight for the sake of fighting. I'm going to fucking murder you. <laughs> and it's like, all right, it's kind of a dope Vegeta scene. He's like, I don't have to save my family anymore. I can just kill you because I'm the strongest. I feel like time has caused us to uh somewhat have uh, faded memories of how fucking stupid naruto's tailed beast form is mm. where he's this weird glowing fire dude where his hair is flames and then he just has claws that come off of it uh, I'm talking specifically about tailed beast mode, not okay. when he actually goes like QB form or something. Okay, so you're you're thinking when it was like an energy form that was around him? Yes. Where he that's, had the That's definitely one I can see. Uh I feel like I go more towards uh Sasuke where he had uh <laughs> like the I I don't remember what the official name is. I just remember your video of it calling him a gay gargoyle <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's got <laughs> It's kind of the energy that character design has. Well, especially because he looks so much less cool than we just had the curse seal going out along his arm and up into his eye and stuff. Yeah. And it was like, God, all those forms in general were very hit or miss where it, they were all one color and then like it, their hair like inverted into a different color. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I'm looking through all of Naruto's forms right now and 
almost all of these are just hideous. They're, oh, yeah. they're just awful. I, I, I really, I've, I've come to enjoy, uh, the Karama fusion mode. Essentially, I don't know if that's called Sage mode or whatever. I enjoy that one, but everything else here is fucking dog shit. No, Sage mode is slightly different. So Sage mode's okay. Yeah, but sage these other ones is all right. Yeah, these other ones are just poop, just poop and garbage. Um. Ichigo had a dumb form here and there, but I mean, he had so many, and some of them did look much better than others. Yeah. Um, let's see. I I know that a lot of people like really really dislike Super Saiyan Four, but I, I like it. Really I just I don't really care about it either way. It's probably better overall than Super Saiyan Three to me because the Three is the, the worst. Three is. The, it- the yeah. eyebrows look awful, like the lack of eyebrows, I should say, look awful. And just so. the extended hair. I was like, the hair's it's... not the cool part of this character design. Like, I was never like, you know what? Goku needs longer spike. You're like, no, give me bigger muscles or something, something like that. I don't know who was like, oh, I want longer hair. Yeah. That'll make this character look cool. Super and Saiyan you... 4 is actually cool, though, because it incorporates some of the actual like Saiyan lineage into the design by adding like some of the ape aesthetic into them. Semi-perfect cells look, does look stupid though. Yes, and it's got it's got those lips. Which is so. why I believe the editor kept <laughs> like telling him, "He's like this character design sucks. Change it again." And he's like, <laughs> he did, and he's like, "No, this is still bad. Change it again." He's like, "God damn it!" Fine, he's just Frieza again. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you happy now? Yes. <laughs> I really just wanted the, I just, I just wanted the, the pudgy robot to be the villain. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got to do that next time with Boo until again the editor came in and was like, "Why is he fat? Make him slim. No, make him a kid now." <laughs> There's always an editor yelling at him. <laughs> uh, poor Toriyama. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the examples, I guess. <laughs> Um, all right, this, uh, next one's from, uh, Mandela. Hello, Ruru T and Magumanua Nick. <laughs> I feel like I got, uh, the short end of that stick. Ruru is clearly the most powerful person in that universe, so I don't know how. <laughs> yeah, but if she, if I fucking deprive you of Nato two days in a row, you blow my head off and boom, <laughs> you suddenly I'm not that relevant anymore. <sighs> You've been isekai'd and have become an adorable chibi baby. Be- ch- Let me start over. You have been isekai'd and have become an adorable chibi baby Digimon Eldritch God in the world of Magu-chan. What type of sea creature are you and what powers do you possess? I would like to be a turtle. Aww. And I can slide everywhere on my shell because I have tank treads. <laughs> <laughs> I've added I'm adding stuff as we go along. And what would I what would I be the demon or the 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 chaos lord of um the chaos lord of smells and I just roll around on a tank and I fart and leave and everyone's like oh my god this is so bad but like my farts are silent so they all blame each other essentially. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> There's a lot more. I'm not a pillar. I'm not a pillar. Okay, I'm just one of the chaos gods. Oh, that's more information than I was expecting. <laughs> I would go for being uh, a ray of some sort, like a like a manta ray. Oh, like hashtag ray. Uh, more a okay. Or, but right. yeah, sure. I would just that would just be my thing. Is I would just be like, I'm so great. I'm hashtag Ray. I knew this was going to happen. I'm the best. Everyone loves me. Worship me. And I feel like that character would be right at home in Magadshan, given really? the you know pathetically comedic uh, ways that uh, so many of those gods act. So yeah, that's right. Uh, what powers do I possess? So we've got we've had sleep. We've had control eye beams uh creating stuff despair and um giant claws uh, <laughs> i don't know uh if i'm a ray though maybe i can make a baseball team that i want to win mm, you don't like the current one i just I never really care for big for baseball but well, but it would be an, it would be a cool power to have. It's just like I just make the baseball team win. <laughs> I uh, I'm trying I'm, I'm trying to think of like <laughs> this is amusing to me because I was trying to think of like oh what are like um the di- like I was trying to think of a different like theme to go with essentially, and I I couldn't I was like oh like you know it's not like good guys where like elemental powers are really commonplace. And I just go through that. So I was trying to think like what it's like an evil power set. And I started trying to think of the different themes of the bad guys from Ronin Warriors. <laughs> and I couldn't remember any except Spider. Yeah. And I was like, I'll be the turtle that walks around with spider legs. And then I was like, oh, God, I guess that is an eldritch abomination I've created. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> an armored spider, basically. Spider tank. Oh. Spider tank, spider tank. <laughs> Holy shit, it's a spider tank. <laughs> uh, question here from Black Gendo. Hey, Nick is uh, Nick F is for fun, time, and Rolo T is for trolling. Uh, if you had the three chapter rule since the beginning of WMR, what older recap series do you think would have been dropped at the first three chapters? World Trigger, with yeah. no exaggeration, we didn't care no, for the first no, three chapters, no. so it would be gone. Uh, probably Black Clover too. I honestly, I was gonna say Black Clover probably. Uh, it's uh, tricky to think back to like how we felt about things at the very, very beginning of them. And yeah, there th- those came from a time where we were just like, well, it's running and jump. We're going to cover it yeah. because we don't have many options. What What else are we going to do? I feel like we never learned. Potentially, might have been that as well. Um. Yeah. Uh, I just remember chapter three is when Aruka showed up and we hated Aruka at the start. We did not like Aruka at the very, very beginning, no. Uh, It's just that it, I mean, we never learned improved drastically once it actually got picked up and was running in the English jump. So I guess if you want an actual answer, uh, Seraph of the End is one that we did pick Mm -hmm. up and then dropped like three months into it. We were like, do you give a shit about this series? No. Do you? And I was like, God, no, no, I hate this actively. <laughs> it's still fucking running. That series is still, yeah. it's chugging along. Quite popular. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, we'll do one from uh, Mulderman then. Uh, hey, Crick, Crick and Nris, it's the Olympics. Did someone sport? do that a little bit earlier? No, they did Nris and Kick. Okay. Yes. 
what sports would the main character of the current recap series be best at? Would it be Olympic sports? It's got to be Olympic sports. It has to, okay. right? All right. Uh, well, someone already said earlier that Luffy would be boxing, and I think yeah. that that's that that's that's a given. Yes. Um, we've got. Uh, let's see. There are certain gymnast gymnastics ones. Uh, well, I'm some... just gonna run, start going down. So, uh, I feel like Deku would be really good at the long jump. Sure, he's got uh, all of his uh, agility and such. Uh, <laughs> Andy would be good at uh stick your hand out of this shark tank. Uh, oh, well, that's an Olympic sport now. Yeah, it is. Ah, they added that this year. I'm glad. I was worried that they weren't ever going to get a professional scene off or an amateur scene that's been really putting into work so far. <laughs> I'm trying to think of ways that he could use his ability, his, you know, like regeneration abilities to gimmick something. Um... I guess he's a good marksman. Maybe he could just do some like marksman uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. There's like sh- there's like shooting ones and archery based ones and stuff. Uh, Eden zero. He can. Sheepy. I don't want to give him a cool one because I don't like him. <laughs> so he's going to have like. Uh... Like whatever the ribbon gymnastic thing is. Or <laughs> just tangles himself up. <laughs> Um, or he would just use his gravity on one of the throwing he- something heavy things. Yeah, you know, he could do shot, shot, shot put yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Magu Chan. Ping pong. We've already said it. Ping pong. <laughs> Table tennis, you, I think, is an Olympic sport. It is. So. He played it once. Uh. Okay. Marshall would be weightlifting. I just want to get that one out of the way now. Oh yeah, because he's so uh, strong. And I guess Tokyuki would be, you know, any of the like track and field ones. Yeah, exactly. Senku. What would be Senku good? I mean, he's not. He's specifically he's not. not a physical athlete. Is power walking still a fucking sport? <laughs> Senku, I mean, I guess that there are certain Olympic sports that are more based on kind of like calculation um, than so. Uh, uh, but the thing is that he just does science. So could he be a coach? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say he could probably coach somebody relatively well. Oh man, I ever I, I I keep on thinking of different things, and I just imagine the comedic way that Senku would be terrible at it. Because I was I'm thinking, like, well, you know, maybe if he like if he were to you know do like a javelin throw, so that he could calculate that. I just imagine him throwing a javelin, and it just flumps to the ground two feet in front of him. He just impales himself. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a re- that's the real trick right there, because it is part of his character specifically that he is physically not not strong at all so i don't know uh yeah we'll just skip him and then it's what asta yeah who could i mean yeah put him in like wrestling i think sure like traditional greco-roman kind of wrestling so he already takes his shirt off enough so it all works out yeah fucking asshole all right so (laughs) all right we had a couple questions here from loom ramayasha says hey there nick 
It's time to slam now, Freeman and Chris. We've got a real jam going down, Larios. Here are a few scattershot questions that have been on my scatterbrained mind recently. Question to first. Great news! Soatia has been listening to WMR and her algorithms have decided you'd be the perfect folks to make their own version of Space Jam. Except you gotta make it with Shonen Jump characters instead of Looney Tunes. And you can't only use characters or basketball manga or more than one per character <laughs> per series. With those restrictions in mind, who's the celebrity star? What's the sport? Who's on the team? What's the story? And what's the catchy song uh, better than the actual movie? Here's your chance. Do your dance. Make a space jam. All right. This is a question. <laughs> yes. Well, we have to make we have to make space jam with uh, with Shonen Jump characters. So if it's a, it's a celebrity star, does one of the manga characters have to be the celebrity star? Or do no, we, we, we have to have an actual celebrity, which okay. is tough because there's not a lot of manga celebrities that I know of. Like Michael B. Jordan is actually a big anime fan, so he'd be easy to he's probably the pick I'd make. But I was like, because I was also thinking like, oh, like, it's like Henry Cavill or something like that. But those are actual actors. Like you kind of almost want somebody who's right. not. You got to have someone who is a celebrity who is not actually an actor in some form. Yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, I guess you could go with like a professional actor, a professional wrestler. That's not technically an actor. I mean, I guess. But also it's a lot less of a lesser kind of celebrity, too, because like Michael Jordan was like, you know, a huge star. Yeah. It's just that he couldn't act. So. Ooh, which I mean, of those do I know that's actually into manga? See, people are saying like, "Oh, it has to be an athlete in the sport you're doing, right?" Like, well, I hope not because I I, I can't name a good bass. Like, I know basketball player names, but I don't know if they're still playing. Patrick Ewing, I know he's a basketball player because oh, he's still around. He was in he was in the original Space Jam, <laughs> <laughs> so he can't be in this one, I guess. Apparently, oh. uh. uh I, I, do, would it have to be a basketball player? Can are, I put? Can I put Shaq in? Even though he might have been in the original, I just want Shaquille O'Neal to be in it because <laughs> he won't know what's going on. He's like, "Let's get over there, Luffy. Let's let's put the bench." <laughs> like it's like there's a director for the movie, and every take that like great take, Shaq. It, it's Luffy actually. That's why I said I said Luffy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Just fucking go with it. Listen, I'm 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 Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Shaq! What are we gonna do in order to stop these monsters? Don't worry about it. I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna punch them all. Like now, he thinks he's in steel again. <laughs> uh, it's it, a it's a comic book movie, right? <laughs> the question does say we can pick our own sport. So we can oh, we can pick someone from a different sport. Who has the gravitas from another sport? I keep on having the temptation to be like, I don't know any athletes that that are into manga. <laughs> I don't. I just want Eli Manning in it because if someone can have a worse performance than LeBron James does in Space Jam Two, it would be Eli Manning in Space Jam Three. <laughs> and we can have a devil bat on the team, Nick. Because it's not football related. 
That is true. I also uh, want to know the reason. We're not restricted by the type of no basketball. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I want to see the rule. I, I want to see the world, the, the plot that comes up where an evil being of some kind wants to take over the earth. And the only way to stop him is to put forth the best professional football player we can. And somehow Eli Manning was the choice. <laughs> like an entire. You won two championships. <laughs> My entire line of professional players who are like Tom Brady just be like, I don't I have a problem with this. I feel like we maybe should reevaluate who defends all of humanity. Tom Mr. Brady, did you ever beat Eli Manning in a Super Bowl? <sighs> no. <laughs> Alright, carry on, Mr. Manning. <laughs> Mr. Undefeated in Super Bowl. <laughs> Pete can't say that. Nope. Oh man. Uh so yeah, we we just gotta create a team for, for football now. Which I feel like we've done before. We absolutely have, yes. Um I mean if we're going to do like, you know, one from each uh, from each uh member of the team, I feel like you definitely one hundred percent do not want Zoro from, from one piece in no, there because he will not know which is the right one. <laughs> uh you can make Sanji your kicker, I guess. Yeah. That'd be fun. Um, who Ida from uh, My Hero? Because uh, yeah, that's he, a pretty good running back. Running back. Uh, um, no, no, sorry. Uh, Ida is one of your two running backs. The other of which is Tokiyuki, because no yeah. one will ever be able to attack him. Well, he, you can make him a wide receiver almost too, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. that trippy little eight-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick is if he ever catches the ball, yes. then he, he will score. It's just a matter of how do just, you get the ball to get, him. Get a, well, good thing Eli Manning's always known for his tight technical throws in the in the early field and not giant long bombs halfway down the <laughs> sideline. <laughs> the most famous pass that he ever threw was defended by two different people. <laughs> it's fine. He believes in his receiver. He's basically a shown jump character. He be- He's outright said, he's like, yeah, Tyree was super covered, but I just believed he'd come down with it. <laughs> yes. Yes, I believe you, Mr. Manning. <laughs> oh, God. And uh, we'll we'll get uh, we'll get Maki in there just to clear out the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got enough there. And then like a couple strong dudes from series who all get punched around. Whatever. Line's fine. Eli had worse lines his entire life. Yep. What's the catchy song better than the actual movie? I don't know. I can't sing. Uh, it's the football thing with Eli Manning. He's gonna play that game. And when he plays that game today, everyone's gonna be dead. There we go. And then you throw a little attitude in there and it's all good. <laughs> Not a single rhyme in any of <laughs> Well, we're Space Jam 3 is gonna be avant-garde. We're kind of breaking a lot of rules in the fact that we have no permission to do any of this. So we're also breaking the rules of songwriting. I don't know what a key is. I don't know what a melody we're going. We're just shooting it. And we're probably going to put a couple samples behind it. We don't have the rights to. What are they going to do? Stop us? I don't think so. I mean, I guess I guess the original song did have a verse where, where the guy just went, hey, ladies, y'all ready to stop? No. And y'all want to know why? Why? <laughs> See? There we go. We don't have Congress wants talking to a fake audience. Can I just note, by the way, I have seen the new Space Jam. Uh, I, I got the impression, yes. Yes. And uh, 
everyone likes to like because people are shitting on the new Space Jam. They're like, oh, what an off movie. Can we just acknowledge the first Space Jam was not a particularly good movie either? We were just all six when we watched yeah. it, basically. Like, people hold up the original like- Space Jam as like a masterpiece. I'm like, no, nah, no one's about on the same par as the original. They're both bad movies. Yeah, but Lola was hotter. Yeah, you know what? I yeah, yeah, fa- yeah. Facts, facts are fact. Facts yeah. are facts. Can't argue with that. No, yeah, no. no. And if I can't get my dick out of this movie for <laughs> six-year-olds, then what good is it? By the way, the new Space Jam truly does not understand children when they have an Iron Giant and Austin Powers reference. And I'm like, fucking no child is going to understand what Austin Powers is. They aren't even going to understand it's a pastiche of 70s movies. To them, it's as old as 70s movies are. So yeah, I don't know no, why I mean- you're doing this. To your point, though, Chris, the original Space Jam had a reference to Pulp Fiction in it. That is true. They're all dumb. Yeah. All right. Just both dumb. Yeah. Question two. Let's get off the topic of uh, Space Jam, Nick. Question two. On the subject of new Space Jam, (laughs) what Warner Brother worlds would you want to visit if you were whisked away into the WB serververse? Uh various different dc series but only for a visit because many of them are terrifying so i try oh good well you know like i would love to visit like teen titans world yeah uh uh maybe a bit of like batman beyond would be interesting to see that weird vision of the future um but never for very long periods of time because someone would inevitably try and kill me so so i came up with only bad answers for this uh, because it's a world where you definitely wouldn't want to be. So I was at first like, oh, I'd love to go to like the Sea Lab world because that's a WB property at this point. Uh, and then I was like, well, every episode of Sea Lab ends with <laughs> the entire space station, this entire station exploding. So I'm definitely going to die there. And then I was like, you know what else is the property they have that I really like? I'd love to go to Mortal Kombat world. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to die there. <laughs> And very painfully, too. Very gratuitously. <laughs> like having my balls punched up through my throat or something like that. <laughs> oh, so if we could do like Cartoon Network stuff, does that mean I could like go go to like Samurai Jack World and like yeah. give Jack a hug? Like, <laughs> yeah, you can, buddy. That's this question I was all leading about. Which characters do you want to give a hug to? You found I've got this. a long list. <laughs> Uh, question three, with the new Blade Runner anime series debuting on Toonami this fall, what are some other live-action Hollywood movie franchises you'd like to see reimagined as anime series? Uh, I would love to see some like really classic stories uh, as uh, as anime. So like like Robin Hood as an anime would be, I think, would be really interesting to see, or like The Mask of Zorro. Okay. Uh, interesting to see so something you know really classic along those lines all right um i would say robocop would be great if it Mm. adheres very closely to the things that made the first robocop so good gotcha uh, number four, now that the new Dragon Ball Super movie is finally answering the oft-wondered question of where Piccolo lives <laughs> and what his house is like, what are some other manga characters' homes that were never shown in their original series that you would you want to see? And what do you think they're like? I, 
I don't think about these things, guys. Like, <laughs> you've never, I've never you've... thought about Piccolo's house before. I mean, I thought it was funny when like the Dragon Ball TAS guys made fun of it, but I just don't think about that stuff. <laughs> I only care about it if they live like Lenny lives in Simpsons, where it's just him alone in a house eating pudding in his underwear. <laughs> like you're just like, oh, this adds a new layer to this character that I didn't know about before. Lenny has so he works at the same power plant Homer does. Why is he so poor? doesn't have a family he has to support. Yeah. Homer has a two-story house. Like, what? what is Lenny lo- losing out on? Really bad decisions, I guess. I guess, yeah. He is an idiot. He would make a lot of bad ones. Drinking a lot, too. Ah. Ooh, you have a good Lenny. I, I can only do that, I think. <laughs> That's all you need. <laughs> um, Question five. I'm really excited for Jellystone. Uh, which is apparently not a joke. The new show reimagining classic Hanna-Barbera characters as members of a small town community in which each character has a specific role or job in the town. For instance, Yogi and Boo Boo are doctors, Huckleberry Hound's the mayor, Jabberjaw works at a clothing store owned by Magillo Gorilla, Johnny Quest owns a Bolorama, etc. If you were to make a Jellystone-style show out of classic Shonen Jump characters, or at least characters from series not running, which characters would have jobs in their shared small town community? Hmm. <laughs> okay, so uh, this is also a lot of plot about the Jellystone movie. I didn't know. I just thought you were making yeah. like I just thought it was like another fucking yeah, CGI it, it, animated it, it, thing. It has it has a Wikipedia article. So uh, oh well, only important things get those. <laughs> I mean, they like to think so, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh oh, it's a show. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a movie. Hmm. No, it's uh, going to be a... Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. There we go. Uh, old classic Shonen Jump characters. Uh, I don't know. Like, Yusuke could be like a... Uh, like, I, I want to say police detective. But what's the not shitty version of a police detective? Uh, a Hollywood police detective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, a, like a, just a an actual... A private eye. A private eye. Sure. Sure. Those are problematic too, but at least there's like no systemic problems yes. because they work independently. So. Uh, oh god, I don't. I'm blanking on uh, this. Goku's so just manual labor. Like he's just a laborer who yeah, goes around, just, and his job's fine. always ch- like every time you see him as a laborer, the next time you see him, his job's changed because he fucked up something at the last job. That's a, that's like a, a joke at the end of each episode. Is yeah, that's how it goes wrong, kind of thing. Uh let's see. Older jump series that have ended. Uh, Kinikuman. Uh, oh, but Kinikuman's too similar to Goku. That's tricky. So, um, Yugi. No can own a board game cafe but he just beats everybody who he comes in drives away all his customers <laughs> everyone's he's the king of games because he just keeps beating like even people who show up they're just like nah just me and my wife are gonna play a couple games of uh of, of fucking chess or something like that you must play the king yeah he's like i a new player has entered he just slams fucking settlers of Catan on the table crushes everyone who's never played it and then they leave and they never return now I banish you from my shop. 
yeah, okay. I mean, we're not going to spend money here anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you've been crushed, try some Shadow Realm pasta and ice cream. Like, he has to lead it to the, like, actual (laughs) restaurant side of things. You've been sent to the Shadow Realm, and you must make $20 worth of food purchases. (laughs) Or else I'll mind crush you (laughs) with an ice cream headache. (laughs) Uh... Um, what was the fucking thing that was in uh like really early? Oh my god, I'm blanking on this. I'm berating myself right now because I just can't think of this. <sighs> I literally have had like four different characters come to mind, and then just it vanished before I could like nail nail them down and and even name them. Ugh. <sighs> Let me see here. All right, Nick's Nick's coming back. He's thinking of something. I'm gonna look at this real quick. Uh, scroll down there. I don't know any of those things. I don't know anything about that series. Hang on. Captain Subasa. I don't know anything about Subasa. Okay. Oh, he's a he's a soccer dude. I don't like. Do we have to? Kenshiro from Okotono Ken. Uh, I I just imagine him as like wandering around everywhere, like somehow wandering into the desert, even though they are in a small town, <laughs> killing bug men. Yeah, he could be uh, an exterminator. Yes, <laughs> he just prays. Yeah, he he says he says his whole thing. Uh, you are already dead, and then he fucking just pumps your home full of fucking of gases and kills the shit out of some insects. And it blows up the house that he's experimenting. <laughs> uh, was that um, was uh, Oni's was Onizuka in, in Shonen Jump? Great teacher Onizuka. Yeah, I don't believe so. Ah, uh, what? completely okay are you just trying to think of a teacher i'm just trying to th- i'm just trying to think of various like classic series and that's kind of the, th- the difficulty of this is that there are only so many like you know older uh shonen jump dials that i can actually think of like anything be uh, before 2005 makes my head spin trying yeah. to think of it so um yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm an empty. Tor- Toriko could be a chef. There you go. Okay. I actually have the thing for this next question, then. So I don't know if you want me to just do it. Uh. Okay. Uh. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I will. I'll read out from Supernovas. I have the list that he sent me oh, as okay. well. Uh. Hey, Red Dragon Archfiend Nick and Majestic Star Dragon Rolo T. Supernova RX with questions since, you know, it's Q&A. First question. You have been turned into one of 20 different types of beings randomly generated. What do you do now and how strong are you willing to become as this new species? Uh, So we have the list here from 1 to 20 that uh, Supernova sent us. Uh, So number one, Goblin, then Vampire, Yokai, Quirked, as in My Hero Academia, Chojin or Kaijin, Shinigami, Quincy, Werewolf, Hollow, Devil Fruited, a Grim, as in from Ruby, Nomu, Demon, Majin, 
from Dragon Ball. A robot, a dragon, a dual monster, a Pokemon, a Saiyan, or a god. Okay, so let's uh, pull up a dice roller uh, app here, and let's randomly generate this. I got a 17, which means I am a dual monster. That's pretty rough. I don't (laughs) don't have an identity of my own. All right. How can I be as dumb and obnoxious of an archetype as possible? Uh, you could, <laughs> I, I don't know enough about the current meta to, an- to have a snarky I'm just going to, I'm just going so. to, I'm just going to a random word generator. I'm just going to randomly generate a bunch of words and combine them together. And that's my dual archetype. Okay. I'm, Ooh, no, that could be problematic. We're going to, ge- <laughs> we're going to generate some okay. new ones. I'm going to be, uh, a shy engagement plane. So I'm going to be the uh, aviation waifu-themed uh, archetype, uh, but I'm the shy version of it. So uh, I, I guess I think that's just fucking Azure Lane, though, where it turned battleships into waifus. I guess that's what I am, you know? <laughs> well, I rolled a demon, which means that I would not change anything about myself. So, uh, yeah. Oh. That's why I changed my name a few years ago, so that people wouldn't know my true name and take oh. control of me. So. You hid your true name. So if, yeah. someone, if someone said, why rule our time? They'd be like, no, oh, oh, you've gotten control. Yeah, like it's happened twice in this episode already. So. <gasps> oh, no. Uh, I'm going to roll again because I want to not be a dual monster because it's okay. a pretty rough one. I got a one. What's a one? A goblin. Uh, Fuck yeah. Goblins yeah. are the best. Hell oh, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what series I'm a goblin in. I guess that changes a lot. I don't. Hopefully I'm not a goblin from Goblin Slayer because... Those goblins were pretty bad, but if I'm like a goblin from like 40k or fucking uh, not 40k, I guess uh, Age of Sigmar or like even magic and shit like that, those goblins are fucking the best. They have like a fun time. They're just idiots. They're big dumb idiots, and they fucking die because they explode things. Goblin from fucking World of Warcraft. Those guys are the best. They're just Jersey crime bosses for some reason. <laughs> okay. All right. You happy with that with that with that result? Hell yeah, I'm so excited by that. Goblins are the fucking best. Alright. Perfect. Uh we have uh, s- another question here from Supernova, however. What trash opinion will you defend? For me, it is that Taya is not a bad character and also that the Operation Overdrive theme is good. Alright, well you're wrong about the Operation Overdrive theme. I, right, I, I was yes. with you on Taya. I was like, she's fine. But the Operation Overdrive theme is god awful. No, wait, that's Mystic Force. That's uh, Mystic Force. Scott Operation Operation Overdrive. Yeah. I guess it's... Five heroes searching under the sun for five days. I think it's slightly better than RPM, if only because RPM sounds like butt, like it was played through a butt, uh, and all the instruments were played by butts. Um, But outside of that... I don't know. RPM's theme grew on me after I watch the series so uh what what bad opinion do i have that i defend i mean you already i already told you guys that i would have difficulty defending uh, nagatoro but i still stand by my opinion that's good no Uh, that's not a trash opinion too many people like jeff jeff just watched four episodes he's a fool who cares Mm -hmm. look at his bad opinions 
good for you, dude. Yeah. Uh, trash opinions that I have. I mean, like they do come up, but like the problem is that like I don't tend to like holster them and keep them at the hip. You know, mm-hmm. I just like whenever like a conversation comes up and I'm in the minority, I was like, well, this is what I think, and then I just kind of like forget about it. So, oh man, I'm trying to think. I know there's like some series I've played, like a video game series is honestly what's kind of coming to mind where I have bad opinions. I also just, I, I think honestly, the one that would probably come to mind the most is I generally just hate cute things and I think they're fucking stupid. Like Togepi from Pokemon, fucking dumb. Fucking the little girl character they added to uh, Missionaries Girl Family. She's fucking stupid and I hate her. Like, that's like, but I don't know if I'm going to defend that per se because I'm fully on the forefront that those characters suck. Like, it's not like I'm, def- I'm not on the back foot there. You're all wrong. So there you go. Yes. Yeah. Those are, th- I think that those qualify as your trash opinions. <laughs> if you're, if you're it's not a trash opinion. Know. It's a good opinion. It's just a strong one. You guys just don't get it. Okay. Good. Oh, maybe this. Bloodsport is a fantastic movie. Maybe one of the best movies ever made. And everyone needs to watch it. And I'm only saying that because it is a phenomenally bad movie. <laughs> but I fucking love every goddamn second of it. All right. All right. Question here from Brawler. Oh, hold on. We have one more question oh, from Supernova. If you could make two shouldn't jump baseball teams, one for the good guys, one for the bad guys, what, who would you pick for them? There must be one from at least all current recap series. Uh, Magu-chan and Frieza, and they would kill each other, so it awesome. doesn't really matter who the rest are. Best baseball <laughs> game ever! Yeah, it's over quick. Uh, question here from Brawler. Hello, Nick Ruler, Tragedy Freeman, and Chris Rolo Lament. But, like, Lamenti Larios. I get it. It is me, your favorite ace lesbian Brawler. Uh, didn't say you're my favorite, so, you know, kind of presuming there. Well, today I am haunting you with two questions. Oh no, she's dead. The first being, have you ever read slash watched slash played something as a kid or teenager and reacted rather unimpressed by it, but then experienced the same thing nowadays, you suddenly turn much more emotional. An example for me is when the game Okami originally came out, I bought and played it. And when I finished it, I didn't feel much by it. I was underwhelmed, I would even say. But when I watch the whole ending sequence nowadays, I tear up and so feel so much more back then. Have you ever had something similar happen to you? I've been revisiting a number of books uh, over the last year or so from uh, when I was young that uh, and certain parts of them definitely resonate with me much more. Um, I, I, I've had a few uh, I, while I was going through Animorphs with Nicole. There were there were definitely some parts of it that I was like, oh, my God, this is you know crazy to see this this got put in this book at this time. Um, and uh, another series that I've been going through that I think has just appealed to me much more than when I was, uh, than when I experienced them when I was like, I don't know, seven is this uh, series called the young wizard series, which has to, has a lot to do with like coming of age stuff that I was like too young to even begin to think about at the time because they're, very much like the revelations experienced by like 12 and 13 year olds. And I was like seven. Mm. Um, but you know, like in terms of like bonding with someone and having them be the most important person to you in a way that literally, because that's kind of part of being a wizard is like you, a lot of wizards tend to like partner up with other wizards. And then that person becomes close to them in a way that makes no sense in a form because wizards start to like, be able to read the thoughts of all other things 
including like non-sentient things, but the person closest to them, they can't read their thoughts. So they have a form of connection that somehow makes it more difficult to understand them. It's it's crazy. It's but it's it really has appealed to me and resonated with me much more experience them as an adult than I did as a little kid. I think the first, like the thing that's coming to my mind right now is the, I still don't know exactly the backstory behind it, but the final episode of aired that of teen Titans, I remember as a kid Mm. being like, this was bad, like not bad, but I was like, what a fucking giant, sad, dour note to leave the series on. And as an adult, I could appreciate it so much more of like, I don't know. Eventually, things do change. Time moves on, and you leave some of those things behind you, and it doesn't irrevocably change everything about yourself. But certain pieces of yourselves do have to kind of change as the world goes on. And I do definitely enjoy that episode a lot more now as an adult. That's the one with the uh, girl who is Tara, but not Tara. Yeah, it's 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 Tara, but for whatever reason, she doesn't have her memories, or she is deliberately choosing to ignore them so she can continue leaving living her life it's never fully explicitly said i don't think Mm -hmm. uh but the implication is definitely that she is some knowledge of her previous life and she is choosing to refute all that to just live a normal life as like a regular teenage girl also that slate's still alive which is always dope yeah yeah how did you live slade because i'm slade Uh, my second question is also related to time, though this time, ha, how long it took for us to get something. Like in the first question, did you play, watch, read something many years ago, but when you experienced it again nowadays, you suddenly realize the themes and ideas you've originally missed? Because as we all know, themes may be for 8th grade book reports, but only because we're as blind as some 8th grade students. So any enlightenment about something you originally experienced in your younger past? Uh, so to go back to the young wizards thing, uh, there are a couple of characters that are mentors to the kids, uh, and they are two, uh, male wizards who are like in their thirties and they are partners and they live together. (gasps) And as a little kid that went over my head (laughs) and, uh, it's never like said explicitly in the series at any point if that they are a couple but they are very very much like meant to be a couple and uh there's also some references uh, to the idea that you know the secret of being a wizard it means that you're closeted in a form uh and uh, so like this for <laughs> it didn't I, I was too young to understand <laughs> it like I, I had never heard those terms before at all and so when i read them i was like what the f- what how <laughs> I didn't know this. <laughs> like the wizard popped out rainbow flags sprinkling behind them. And you're just like, huh, that's an odd detail to throw in there. I bet it means nothing. <laughs> you kept reading. Yep. So there you go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Nothing's like coming to mind immediately. I, there's a lot of stuff that I appreciate more as an adult, but I'm still bad at recognizing <laughs> themes in most oh, stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I don't I don't really know. Yeah, that's one of the reasons that I like doing this show is that, uh, you know, us talking about stuff and also just interact and also us uh, getting input from our audience turns us on to certain things that I overlook. So, yeah. All right. Good questions, Brawla. Uh, yeah. Um, so I guess are we going to go on to the one from G Flugel or this blank? one? Yeah, or... we could just do this blank one real quick. 
Yeah. Have you ever considered uh, streaming over Discord instead of Twitch? Yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, at a period of time, we actually did stream through Twitch. However, for some reason, my mic has kind of always had issues with Twitch. It may have been fixed, actually, since then, but there was a long period of time. Uh, sorry, at yeah, Discord, uh, where no matter how low I set my noise gate to, uh, my mic through Discord would always cut the end of my sentences off pretty regularly. So that is uh, almost exclusively the only reason that we still use Skype to this day. Yeah, it, it, it gives us less trouble for the setup that we have done as the way we have done it for years. Um, maybe if we ever figured out how to do something, it would work. But every time we have tried, it has not worked. Yes. So, uh, we're gonna wrap this up with G Flugel's question. All right, yeah. Uh, addition, G Flugel, some simple questions in case you reach the end too quickly today. Insert nice greetings, etc. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I like because uh, G Flugel is in Germany, I believe, or something weird like that. Uh, the date that they asked this is in the future. Ooh, Europe. In the year 2000. 21. What manga author would you like to come back to jump with a new series? And which recently unemployed or currently unsuccessful author would, in your opinion, do better with a different magazine or target audience, such as by going into a seinen magazine? Yabuki. Just yeah. let him go to a different magazine. You can make as much porn as you want, my guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like he is very successful where doing what he is doing currently. But yeah, I think that spitting off into even one of Shueisha's more adult stuff would probably just be a better fit for the, the kind of stuff that he's doing. And also that would free up a slot for someone to, you know, not do what he's doing with his series currently. So. Now, Nick, there always must be horny and jump. Always. There's always going to be something doesn't horny. doesn't be that much, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the sliding scale. So, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. I know some people have, have said I need to check out Yuna and the Hot Spring because I guess that was similarly horny. I really... Very. But I also struggle to think that it could be as horny as the character's mom shows up and just licks her finger and just, just shoves it down her kid's pants like i just i can't believe it gets to that level chris chris look the monkey's paw it's curling <laughs> oh no i thought you got rid of it <laughs> i've been making up two swishes all night Oh my gosh! As for a an author that I'd love to come back to jump with a new series, uh, it, we've had a few recent departures for stuff that I think just hasn't quite worked out. That I think you know, if you give them another chance, that maybe it would work out better this time. Um, and we've we say it, I think every time that a, that a series ends, pretty much. Uh, I think I I feel like Kazusa Inaoka is going to have a good series eventually that is going to catch on. Uh, just because they've come up with such weird ideas already uh, mm -hmm. in their first couple times out. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, who, who was it? Who was it? Hang on a second. I'd like to see uh, Kaito come back with something. I don't think Kaito's oh, yes. working on anything at the moment. So not, not at this very moment, I think, because Blue Flag finished up, right? Yeah. Um, where is it? Hang on. God. Damn it. I will find it. Oh, and then there's, I mean, uh, Daijiro Nonoi, who did uh, Last Sayuki, 
I'm sure that they they could make a great series if uh, given if they you know, came back. Uh, so yeah, there's quite a few. So. Hmm. Um, another one here. Uh, lightning round. Guess the next sport that will get a pure sports series in Weekly Shonen Jump. Go. Please read the sentence very fast. Thank you very much. Well, uh, don't put that note at the end then. Uh, next sport. Um, field hockey. Billiards. <gasps> Ooh, that's a good one. Um, uh, roller skating. Oh, are we just going to keep on going? Yeah, we're just going to keep going. It's a lightning round. You can't have a lightning round with like one thing. Beer pong. Ooh. Advertising alcohol to children. I like it. Yeah. Um, bare knuckle street fighting. Uh, lumberjack games. Ooh, that's a good one. Cheese rolling. I'm trying to remember everything that I ever saw on like ESPN two. <laughs> firefighter games <laughs> they were actually really cool okay spelling bee damn I'll never top that that's where we're going off on <laughs> uh i would like to know g fugle's a coward and put some garbage there at the end uh we're not even gonna acknowledge it so then yeah. i mission yours occur family family being so bad that no one ever enjoys it except uh big big meaty poo swine sh- hounds Schweinhunds. Schweinhunds. Yeah, and also he put an angry face with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven sets of angry eyebrows. Ooh, so eleven eyebrows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, you know, the last ex- the last exclamation point following Schweinhund is a one instead of an exclamation point. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? Uh, a fun fact about German. I realized. Uh, no, this isn't even a mean thing. Oh, okay. uh, I can make it a mean thing. Uh, their faces are dumb and they all smell. No, uh, <laughs> that butterfly in German is uh, Schmetterling. Wow. And I, 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 I just always love the beauty of a word like butterfly. Schmetterling! Schmetterling! <laughs> you're, you're garbage Schmetterling! <laughs> <laughs> Check out the schmetterling over there. It is fluttering uh, around so daintily, <laughs> that schmetterling. Schmetterling. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the of the Q&A session with the Weekly Manga Recap. We want to thank you guys for submitting your questions to us. The Q&A section of the Weekly Manga Recap Google Doc is always open for new submissions, so get yours in uh, now because uh, the earlier you get it in, the uh, better chance that you have of us uh, reading off on the next one and answering your question. I'm sure that you have some burning queries that you need to have answered, specifically by the two of us. Yeah, there you go. And of course, we will return next week for a regular edition of Weekly Manga Recap. Yeah, we're going to have a regular one. We're going to talk about uh, Lucy's boob trick. So stay tuned. Yeah, look forward to that, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>